citrus tiger. Yeah, that, that citrus tiger. Nice. They're a rare commodity. They are. He did a show and somebody came and bought the only one I had. Yeah. yeah. Um, welcome back to Carpets and Coffee. We swear we're alive. We um, didn't break up like the Beatles. Like it was, yeah. Yeah, Eric we were supposed to fighting. start at five, but we're a little late. We are doing some uh, finishing touches on Fucking some stuff. Shop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I've been pretty much close to dead for like a, two weeks almost. It's been, I think. Uh, I think I can't keep monitors because I'm allergic to the bugs. Um, yeah. I think it's the bugs, and I don't know. Really? I don't know. I don't know. But I've been having terrible, terrible yeah. asthma. I haven't had like this in years. Um, so I've seen it hardcore with the crickets. He, yeah. What is it? It's that you got roaches though. Dude, I think it's just where it works with those two. I just, I just haven't seen it as much. It, it, we came yeah. very close to it being carpet fest, and then Eric was going to be like in a bubble, like one of those, like, <laughs> yeah. kind of yeah, like rebreather bad. things, and he, he would be able to talk to you via whiteboard, holding it up, and that was it. Yeah. So we came. I, came I this haven't close. been. I've been back and forth. I think to the uh, hospital. I don't know, man. Four or five times, just getting wow. treatments, and yeah, it's been it's been bad. So. And yeah. uh, you know, happened right before Carpet Fest doesn't make me stress any less. <laughs> you know, <laughs> having to do uh, uh, you know all this shit while you can't breathe is not necessarily uh, yeah. an easy thing. But that's where we've been. We 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 haven't. Uh, I I was I was telling Owen before we started. I was catching up on just some of the comments that were on YouTube or whatever. And somebody had mentioned that they thought we went to the way of GTP Keeper Radio and, and I just retired. Yeah. And I was like, how dare you? <laughs> First off, they did like eight shows and then yeah. bailed. Like, we come on now. What's up, Robert? Um, I will tell that to Bill's face when so, I see him at uh, Carpet Fest. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Carpet, well, let's give a shout out to cold-blooded caffeine uh, we have cold-blooded cafe chris in the house but we talk to cold-blooded cafe yeah, i already hate those guys <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't even know who i work for now it's like <laughs> so so uh i always rave about the uh the, i just wanted to give this little update for them for people that might go and purchase coffee from those guys uh it was uh Oh, what was it? It's the Nicaraguan honey processed coffee um, that they pretty much had for close to a year. Obviously, as seasons change, um, you know, availability yeah. of certain things changed. But they were able to land a Mexican honey processed coffee, and I always like trying new things. So it's coming soon. I guess if you want the. Uh, honey processed Nicaraguan coffee. You should probably get that before it's all gone. Mm. Uh, but uh, if you want to hold out for the for the Mexican stuff, you can. They should um, also try the NPR blend because you know reasons. The carpets yeah. and coffee, yeah, it's it's delicious. I just of finished a whole bag of it. Um, just ate it straight up. Don't do that. <laughs> straight up, it's not good. It's like, don't tell me how to live I will my say, life. All right, yo, I, I that's what sold me on it. Now I yeah. eat all of it. If you can just eat it from the bag, just and straight from the bag. Man. Why, can I get? Why? Why waste yeah. time? You know, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not, straight into the bloodstream. Yeah, good to go. There we go. It's like that's what Chris does, and then he goes and works on the farm. He just like yeah. downs it. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I did see one. Uh, so they have a YouTube channel, right? And they did a uh, they did a video. 
But they did a video where they had mayonnaise and coffee. I can't, I can't and watch I was that, like, I can't. Ah, what the no. hell, man? No, no, no. And and we, and he when we had him on, we talked about that because there was that one football yes. player that was going into the draft that he's like, oh, I put mayonnaise in my coffee. I'm like, this child needs to get his head examined. He's clearly <laughs> taken too many hits to go to the NFL. And it's like, yeah, I, no. And then I saw him do the video of he tried coffee with the mayonnaise in it. And I'm like, no. Yeah, please no. Yeah, he did it. Yeah, <laughs> his face at the beginning of it was like, oh my god. Oh. Um, so yeah, we we uh, what's up, everybody in the chat? Um, we have uh, so that's the coffee thing, and we are a week away from Carpet Fest, uh, the Northeast Carpet Fest. So that'll be I'm, next I'm Saturday. Repping my there you shirt. go. Yeah, where can you get that shirt, Owen? You can get it online. There's a link probably somewhere in some sort of show notes in or the some show other notes. Places. Yeah. See, so it comes in multiple different colors. So, um, it arrived yesterday. Um, so I have it to me. I'm testing it. It so far it works as a t shirt. Yes. So, is is there a link or is this where we text each other back and forth that we fail at our jobs every day? Is there a link? I'm I'm feeling personally attacked by that kind of comment. So, um, at least I said I did it too. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that is true. That was the, uh, um, he texted me saying, I failed. I meant to get you a write up. And I'm like, yeah, it's all right. And then he's like, well, did you post about the show? And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, <it was> just... <laughs> it's a win win for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, Northeast yes. Carpet Fest is uh, next Saturday, 12 to 12. Um, don't bring any animals, obviously. <laughs> Love God. Like, we, yeah. we, the rules are posted. Well, wait. I will, yep. I will, I will say this. Hmm. There are a couple people that are bringing me animals. <laughs> That's okay. Wait a minute. Wait a no, minute. No, 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 no. That's okay because the whole problem of why I don't want people bringing animals is because I don't want you bringing something here that has come here in the past, uh, if you will. You know, like I don't want mites again and all this right, stuff. Okay. Yeah. And if they're my snakes, they're going to go into quarantine and I'm not going to have them in the room and all that kind of stuff. So that'll be the snakes that you'll see. The snakes that <laughs> so are getting if, brought. If any snakes, snakes arrive, see. if any snakes are brought, they're now Eric's. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're go. now like you don't bring it. But here's the thing. I don't. There. These are snakes uh, that you want. You don't want. <laughs> well, I, I don't necessarily want more snakes but these mm. are things that i sort of need to have if you will i guess is that make sense like i've sort of slimmed down some things so what i can color add, like, ijs are these well nova guineas is one see them yeah check because <laughs> i lost mine so yeah, i have to yeah. you know i can't not yeah. have no guineas i mean got a bunch of a ruse a ruse yeah a no. what i don't know green tree python <laughs> Hmm. No, I'm talking about Nova Guineas. Like I don't know, but I thought you were going to get some. I, I thought, uh, yeah, check Nova oh. Guineas, but then I oh, figured the there might thing? be some other stuff. Yeah, uh, bread lie. What? Yeah, get your bread lie. Yeah, but these are certain yeah, bread lie. Okay, all right. I'm not <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> but anyway, I'm not, try- I'm not trying to repeat. Uh, what was when was that? 2012, probably when I said that. My snakes are nice snakes that slum it, and your snakes. Yeah, are... okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Yeah, you're like. I was like, like I have all these say really that. great like, snakes, and well, these my bins, snakes live you, like, really high end snakes that live in shitty enclosures. And oh, and you oh, have and... really nice enclosures, 
And I was like, oh shit, there's only one way I can go yeah, with this. Like, thing. <laughs> this is a clip. This is after this is after we had just I had just gotten all those the black cages from uh Evolution. The ones yeah. that were yeah, all that shit that, that Chris built in my basement for me. Oh crap. Yeah. Yeah. While you were on vacation. While I was on vacation, yeah. That they do. That they do. Cold blooded cafe has nice you clean never, rodents. Yeah. You never know your true friends until they leave you. Until <laughs> so they leave you in the with the keys to their collection and then you just build them snake build them snake cages and go. Yeah. It's like, I, so, missed, I missed the name of that comment person, but thank you. Timothy. <laughs> Timothy. Timothy. Yep. I'll put it up again. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. So we have Chris here. Yeah, uh, Chris Foley. Uh, from... We have an in. We have an in with Chris being that um, he and I were roommates in college. So and no, that is not a lie. No, that is not fake. We didn't make that up. Actually, fucking happened. Yeah. So there you go. Um, should we tell them what we're doing? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, we've mean been, I think we should. We've been trying to sort of work this out for quite a while. I think at least Owen's been working on this. Um, <laughs> And I buy my rodents from Cold Blooded Cafe without even being forced. Because I think I think that's what finally got it. Is I just started shaking you, going like, "You already do it!" Like <laughs> <laughs> I want to give them more money. That's, what do you mean? <laughs> um, so yeah, I, you know, I, I again, I vote with my dollar. Everything that I've ever gotten from Cold Blooded Cafe has been pristine. The packing is pristine. Uh, there's no bullshit with tracking or anything. Whereas, like, if you order from other rodent suppliers, you get bags and it's all like, you know, rodents every which way. And, you know, this is clean, neat, no bullshit. They're great. You know, I never have any problems with, uh, um, you know, snakes not eating or anything where I did have that problem with rodent pro. Uh, so, so I don't know why other than I, they just smell different, you know, everything smells different, but, um, right. like, like Chris and I were talking about feed and stuff, which is like, you never think about that kind of stuff until you get into it with somebody who's like, clearly he's had to think about this kind of stuff where it's like, oh yeah, I'll, he could probably tell me chapter and verse about Roden block. But, um, yeah. So what we're doing is we're going to do a little partnership with cold blooded, uh, cafe where we're going to get you guys, um, a discount code, um, that you can use at checkout. So, um, and you'll be able to put it in you get a nice little discount when you're getting your rodents and, then Chris is going to come to Carpet Fest to could I mean he was probably going to he was going to try to come anyway because I mean he's been to right. all of them right so yeah I mean it wasn't really we've be that had bad. some stories oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> but so yeah dude I mean if we uh, recreate I, the same stories at this one. I might get fired, so you might get a more subtle me this year. Uh, that yeah. and also, dude, like we're plus we're up, older too. Man. I was say we're getting up there. Can we really sleep how, underneath tables? I'm, like I, we're not young and chipper like hurt, we used to be. Apparently, <laughs> under the couch cushions, according to uh, Salemi. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where they found you. I think they were on you were yeah. under the couch cushions. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But. So. Um, yeah, uh, we'll we'll get to the. I mean, I don't know if there's any other details that we need to really kind of get into, or that you want to say, Chris, or anything you want to toss out there as far as that sponsorship goes, or anything like that. Um, so, I mean, really, I just I appreciate the comments that that Eric made about the packing. That's something we've always been conscious of, not only from a 
aesthetic and customer and, and marketing uh, perspective, but like, and I just, I have this video with one of my employees. It's going to come out on the site soon. We're doing like an employee spotlight where you get to see behind the scenes of, of who's doing this work for you. Um, and the first guy that I'm interviewing is the guy that runs the euthanasia process Okay, because that's taboo in the industry. Like you need us, but who really wants to do that? Right. Like I, I don't <laughs> right. I do it, but it's, yeah. not my, it's not my favorite part. And if it right. is, there might be something wrong with you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, if you um, enjoy it, something's not correct but, with you. Know, you. But, but as animal lovers, you know, we still have an appreciation for the the rodents while they're alive. You know, we right. we created them; they didn't ask for this, and they don't know what's happening to them. So while they while they are alive, they get the best care that they can. And I think that there's just some general, you know, humanity and consideration for the animal when, you know, not only did it live solely for your purpose, and then you euthanize it. And then when you have these guys that look like they're fist pounding them into bags, like I, I just, we just always kind of felt like that's kind of just like a general disrespect for like what. <laughs> I mean, what that, that's it's a, little, it's a little much like, you know, it's it, it, animal welfare and stuff like that. Like, you know, just, I, I don't know. I, I don't like that whole thing of cramming it all in there. Oh, that did not take long, dude. <laughs> yeah. You, you said that was going to be a thing that somebody was going to bring up. Yeah. Well, we, we might as well go there next. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as far as the chicks, chicken chicks, we're having a, a really big sale right now. Right now we're running 50 cent chicks. That's on the website. That's roughly wow. 30% off. And I, I think like $7 a bag. Um, and that's going to run through Sunday night. And then when I'm too lazy to take the ad down, you can probably sneak a few in Monday. It'll go morning. to Monday. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as far as the quail goes, we've been looking at this for a while because it's, it's important. A lot of people want it. It seems like most of the distributors are either – inconsistent or the ones that are good everyone knows that they're good so they're they're, they're inconsistent in, in availability as well um so there's one or two people that we're really looking at partnering with uh to stock the quail and we've really gotten to the point where if for some reason that doesn't work we're just going to add them to the farm and, and do it in-house cool um i know that kind of sounds like the logical thing to do in the first place but there's a lot that goes into it when you already consider what what we already have on our place what's, with the rodents. What's adding a hundred thousand quail? We, can't, we yeah. can't cut that quality for the cost of anything else. And right. if we did, I'd rather just not carry anything else. Right. Um, right. So, so to us, the, the easy answer is you know really doing our due diligence on another vendor, not just taking anything that comes in, but finding the right relationship. Um, and, and offering from there. And we're really, really close. So I, I think that's going to happen. And if it doesn't, we have to do it on our own, then it'll still happen by the end of the year. Okay, cool. So we'll try to look for, look, keep our eyes open for that stuff. Cause you know, uh, quail and do you see that where people are constantly asking for maybe more, not run of the mill feeders, like not just the white rodents. They're kind of going over here to the, I want to say like weirder stuff, but no, and, and to be honest, we um we can't keep ASFs in stock anymore <laughs> because it's, it's it's a thing. It's good for trouble feeders. It's good mm. for feeding variety. It's you know, so that that's awesome too. Um, and because you mentioned the the very diet, another thing we're looking to do is a kind of um, you know, al- alternative whole food prey for maybe trouble feeders, varied food and monitors, things like that. Um, kind of like a, a link or a sausage type thing, but um, it's going to um, 
have whole prey in it. So things like like frogs, it's not just frog legs. It's going to be the whole frog. Cool. Uh, we carry a fish that it doesn't seem like we've seen out here all too much. Um, and it's not going to have the traditional casing uh, that you're used to. And I think a lot of times uh, when some of those other products worked really well, uh, they worked really well. If they didn't always work very well, um, we think that maybe some of it could have been contributed to that. Um, I don't have a ton of information on it yet. I am not the uh, the brain works behind the process. That's actually uh, Ashley Dazan of Northern Light Reptile Imports in Canada. Um, so she's starting to release it up there. I think it's definitely a need in, in our country, in our industry. Yeah. Um, dealing with the back and forth in two countries is definitely challenging, uh, but it may really just kind of lead to something that we manufacture here, but do that with, with her expertise. Um, she's definitely shown the value in that with the work she's done with some of these rare and hard to keep species. Um, so, so, and uh, when I, you know, when I started to jump kind of out of the scrubs and stuff, when kind of you and I at the same time, Oh, and jump into some of the Kaluber things. Um, but when I started going to like Tyronius and, you know, Boiga stuff and yeah. things that, that like to come in and die. Um, you know, she, she ended up being being my resource to get some of that right. So I'm, right. I'm really trusting in in that relationship as far as making the right product for some of those things. So Chris is looking for suggestions on sauces grinders. If you have them, go ahead and send those <laughs> to him. So that I he think can I might have an the, extra one at work. Oh my god! There you go, dude. <laughs> Now Carbon I mean, Fest is really starting to look like it's going to be productive. <laughs> yeah. Listen, we, we haven't signed anything. So if you want to keep this relationship, you might be having to cook some of this stuff. In the <laughs> uh, we're not going to read all contracts like double now and make sure there's nothing sliding in there. Yeah. But uh, so we got another question. Do you guys outsource any rodents? I guess that's like buying from other people or. Um, so we, we do have some partners that we work with, but it's all us based it's not i'm guessing where this is kind of going is that you know a lot of these companies are kind of outsourcing like those import china rodents and things like that um we don't go that route at all everything's bred here and like i kind of said with with the quail like if there is anybody else that we work with like there's significant due diligence like mm-hmm. i will not take mice at owen bread in his basement i don't trust them. i wouldn't either yeah yeah <laughs> I, I would not i mean I mean, I, I'll say I do get the Missouri rodent block, so I'm I'm a step above most local PA breeders. So yeah. So and honestly, that's what we used to. And when I when I first started to to learn about this this industry, um, the first thing I saw is how freaking expensive that stuff is. Um, yeah. But then you kind of see the value to it, and you compare some animals that were raised on it and some that weren't. It's uh, it's night and day. I, I really did it oh, all. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that was what is what is the diff like what's the difference um you just kind of you see it in their growth rates you see it in the condition of their their skin and their fur and um it's kind of weird because I, I saw this in in some i appreciate that you named a competitor but i'm not allowed to be that guy so i'll just continue to use the word competitor <laughs> okay um <laughs> Oh, was I, I not allowed to say that? No, no, just keep rolling. Where you'll have like a larger looking animal that weighs less than a smaller animal from somewhere else. Okay. Interesting. Okay. And I, I couldn't really I couldn't really wrap my head around uh how that was possible 
And it kind of looks like, you know, when these when these rodents are in their growth spurts that, you know, they're, they're going to grow. Yeah, they're going to grow. If you, yeah, if, you, right. if you feed them bad food, if you don't feed them enough food, they're still going to grow. And what determines if they grow into a, you know, nutritious, fulfilled animal is what they eat. And we've heard it, you know, with our food for God, how many years now with with all this health craze stuff? Like, it's not what you eat. It's like what your food eats. Yes, 100 percent. So, I mean, that was something they taught us at school or at college where it was like uh, we I had a whole course on breeding the laboratory animals. And one of the things was, is that some of these rodent block formulas are designed so that they can help the mother handle the litter and actually produce a healthy litter and take care of the babies. And that was the whole point of it. And we actually had to uh, potentially uh, change some of the uh, diets over for certain, like, I think it was hamsters. They needed a different diet right when she became pregnant so that she could have the baby's full term thing. And it was just kind of that weird stuff that nobody ever freaking thinks about. And, you know, especially not somebody who just wants to breed pinkies in their basement and gives their mouse a dog food. It's like, it's like, that's not what they did. They don't, that's not research they're doing. So yeah. Right. And like on the surface that looks just fine. Cause they'll eat anything. Right. Exactly. Right. But yeah. Yeah. When you get down to it. No. Um, but so. yeah, I mean, that, that's something they've done, you know, a, a, a really long time, you know, Desiree is the owner of the company. She couldn't be here with me. She's out having more fun than all of us catching rattlesnakes in Arizona. Oh, God damn that. it. <laughs> that, we're, that we're lardy. She's or Will and I, whatever you want to tell but, um, that she but has she's had some, some phenomenal, phenomenal contacts and phenomenal relationships. Um, you know, Steven, you know, was heavily involved in kind of reworking the process in the barn. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody knew forest at some point, like there's a really rich history uh, to the company where, my role has been to mostly just help, you know, really kind of streamline that. Like, if you know me, like I, I'm an ops guy, like I, I was a district manager for Regal Cinemas. I had 22 stores, 400 employees. Um, I hated that life with a passion. For me, this is like the perfect combo because we're, we're, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still in that management role. I'm helping a lot with finances. They had a great system in place. I just made the system efficient. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't come in and really change anything. But right. I had the HR experience, the people skills, and and that's what uh, where I kind of worked, you know, the the stuff that I did. Um, and uh, to me, it, it's been great because I can use that. But then we're still working with the animals. And then when we mm-hmm. get to do things like this, I just feel really in touch with, you know, the the reptile stuff that got us all here. And I feel like so many times Regal took me away from that. Like yeah. how many yeah. times did did even you and I owe and like share? all these awesome projects. And then I'm like, poof, I'm moving again, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. That was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were, there were a few times you're like, so I'm going to, what was the one? Was it Maryland or something like that? You're like, um, I gotta go. And yeah. Uh, about those like five white lips is like, Oh shit. <laughs> like it was, um, yeah. And I had to, there were a couple times where I held stuff here and then it either like somehow, assimilated into my collection again or was sent to you or we decided to part with it because you were not in a place where you could take it and i was running myself ragged so but yeah that was there were a couple times where that kind of happened so definitely (laughs) definitely still busy definitely putting in a lot of hours but it definitely feels more uh more balanced more at home 
and more natural. You yeah. know, so many times with that regal stuff, I knew what to do, so I I faked what to do, and now it's there's a little more freedom where. You know, if I if I tell a staff they're being an idiot, I don't go to HR because I am HR. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's like, God, that's amazing. <laughs> like, if, uh, you have any of my employees? I'd love to just. Uh, well, <laughs> oh, because Eric's still living that life. Yeah, still living the life. Yeah, except yep. I have two hundred employees in one store. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, cool. What are you gonna do? So with. With your like, I mean, I, I we know the road and breeding and all that stuff. Um, and, and I know we you you talked a little bit about your collection with us a little bit before we got on air. Like, where are you sitting now with your just your own personal collection? Like, where is it at right now? It's still a mixed bag of everything. Cool. But <laughs> my focus has mostly shifted over to monitors. That's been a big thing. You guys always told me I was going to do it. I told you you were full of shit. Um, and then. I mean, <laughs> and clock monitors later. I, that's, that's how many you, you have. Is, seen me on the show in a while. I, wait, wait, that's how many you have right now. Ten, if you count the babies. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, still, <laughs> it's still horrible. <laughs> um, what? What? What made you pick that species of yeah. all the monitors you could work with or have worked with? What? What about croc monitors? Is so for me that was like. Look, I'm sure we all have that animal that like we were fascinated with as, as kids. Like you saw it at the zoo or you saw it on TV. Pythons. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I picked one that was unrealistic to own. So, <laughs> you know, so, so that's how I viewed it though. I was right. like, you see it in the zoo in this giant enclosure, you see it on TV, the internet comes around and the, one of the first things you see are those gigantic teeth that, you know, if you, I'm sure you've seen that skull comparison with the, oh, the, God. the Komodo dragons. Yeah. Um, so all of it just looked unfeasible, you know, and uh, and I didn't think I'd have the room or the resources or anything like that. And I just kind of hung on to it. And then we had the the, the Andrew segment of life mm-hmm. where we, we had one at the house. <laughs> yeah, there was that roommates. Yeah, that was about the, the the one good part of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so. um, and I still didn't, you know, really feel like I had that experience. So I'm like, this thing's amazing. I would look at it, maybe spray some water at it. But, like, I wasn't going to go in there and touch it. Somebody um, else's lizard, you, yeah. You've seen me do some dumb things, but, like, we just know what that animal could do. And I just I, wasn't that guy at that time. I, I'm so glad that, that that's where the line was because I was a little concerned that, you know, because, like I said, we've gotten so point. I'm like, he's not going to do that. Oh shit! There he goes. It's like, all right, well, <laughs> I, re- I don't remember. Goes. I don't remember where it was, but I remember going to site B. That was it. Yeah, uh, Owen would call site B. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was low reptile site, site B. B. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was uh, I remember going there, and you had you had that room where you had like that that big Moroccan scrub and you know, you had the white lips that you're holding as it's like striking at your head. <laughs> it was like, ah, that's just normal. I'm like, yeah, they're all like that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's just, and then there was, to, uh, was it Savannah monitor or was it was a, a black throat? Black throat. Oh, black throat. Huge yeah, enclosure outside of the room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was Andrew stuff. And then you had those sarongs, those really black, so yeah. and those big neodacia yeah, cases like the those, neodacia those that didn't have doors that you couldn't see through. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, we're opening up those the neodacia and you're like maybe stand like a little bit to the side of it like cuz normally <laughs> right. they're like right there. <laughs> it's like and you would just open it and there'd be this scrub and if it was in the right spot it would just 
just come flying right out. And it was just, yeah. you had to be Scrub on your toes, Steve, So what do you think is, what, 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 I'm curious, Chris, what, what are your thoughts on Scrubs now? Uh, as opposed to Scrubs when we were, in, like just even the hobby of Scrubs, I think because it feels like me, it's changed. There's more people, more people being successful, more people staying with them long term, say, right. than when, when we were all doing it. So it's kind thought? of funny. There's like, what's good for the hobby and what's good for me? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. I, mean so, you I know, fall when, into this when, all the time. When me and David started this, Scrubs were 100 bucks and you couldn't give them away. You know, when, right. when we, we started right. the Amethystina project stuff. And we did it because because we loved it. We, we didn't care. We, we thought they were misunderstood. Nobody was really breeding them. Um, so so we did it. It wasn't a money-making thing. It wasn't any of that stuff. It was just fun. Um, and it continued that way. And that's why, inevitably, we had, like, 200 of them collectively. Um, but I'm still there. I mean, I, I have 30 or 40 of them. I'm not out. I just – when 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 David and I dropped everything off, um, ironically, the majority of the collection came here. Mm-hmm. To Stephen and Desiree, so now I get to look at them all every day, and it's bittersweet because it's like, oh, that's so cool. Uh oh. Um. Uh oh. That's not good. Well, I, I don't know if there. you can hear me, Owen, but my thing is not working, or I, I can't you. hear you, or something's not right. I got you. You can't hear I'm me. I'm gonna pull out and then come back in. I can hear. Uh oh. I can hear you. And try him too. That didn't work. Okay. Huh. I'll be back. <laughs> oh wait, I'm back. Okay. My laptop battery was so dead. Been alive. Yeah. What happened? Okay. My laptop battery was so dead that even having it on the charger wasn't enough. Oh no! Well, now we figured this out. Oh, that's pretty <laughs> dead. Yeah. So, but, um, so that takes last I heard, you said one. scrubs were. You still have a lot of scrubs. Yeah, so I've got thirty to forty of them. Um, the the biggest part of our collection uh, ended up coming here to Stephen and Desiree. Um, it's very bittersweet because now I see them every day. So part of it is like, I'm so glad I don't have to clean all these. The other part is like, I fucking hate you guys. That was mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and the stuff that I did keep, I kept my favorites. It wasn't about like what project makes sense or which one's more valuable. So I ended up with, you know, majority younger stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I haven't produced a clutch of anything since 2019. Jesus. Um, but in 2019, it was still my uh, my at least most personally valuable year because that was my my third generation Barnack baby, the only one that lived out of that clutch. Yeah. Um, to my knowledge, it's it's still the only one that exists, and she's about four years old now. And uh, she comes down that that rain lineage, and she's probably the prettiest shrub I have. Ah, oh, God. So yes. uh, okay. You know, even I, I've even considered reducing more from the 30 to 40, even down to, you know, 20 or less. And to me, if I produce that animal again, that'll be enough to get out of it. Yeah. How about that, this? That's, that's cool. To, uh, that I imported Malukans are four grand on fauna right now. 
Yeah, that makes me want to punch somebody in the face. <laughs> what? So, okay, and let's talk about this. Though, because there was something where they're like, oh, man, but it's a patternless. I'm like, motherfucker, we had patternless. Like, we had patternless Malukans at one point. The one. No, I mean, I've got a... We had the Wamina. Maybe this is a, an introductory hint for anybody who watches the show. Mm. But I, I have a patternless Azanthic that I would be willing to part with. <laughs> but I'm hesitant to even post it because I don't want to play this this stupid game that these guys... I mean, if, if the import is $4,000, what's my what's my five-year captive adult going to be? Five? I'm not posting I, it for $5,000. I, I don't know. Wow. I don't know. I, I would sell so, that animal for a, a very reasonable number if I came into contact with somebody that was serious about the species. The intention was to to work out something to leave it here with their Moluccan group. Um, there's a, a great selection here, but they're so male heavy, and I just have another male that it's it's just sitting there. So there was no value in in doing that. If I gotcha. ever, and that's my only one. Unfortunately, I, I was an idiot. So if I ever want to get back into it, hopefully. Uh, well, apparently, um, normals are thirty five. Um, so huh, only, <laughs> only 35 oh, for the low, low price of 35. I think we paid $600 for who was I the one that, that for the first show at ICAST. Wasn't that a Malukan? Yeah. So that animal came from, Oh, what's his name? He, he's since passed, but he had that, uh, Las Vegas pet store. Ken, I know, I know no. you're talking about. Oh god damn it. Ken Foos. Ken, 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 yeah. Ken Foos. Yeah, yeah. So that animal was part of that one pair that we got, and I don't even think it was six hundred for both. I mean but yeah, they were I think they, they were more like three hundred bucks. Well they yeah. were red. They were babies when we got them. They they hadn't even changed their color yet because <laughs> she she had a she cut herself and it was one of those yeah. like she it like it peeled like their skin is so fragile, like it peeled and Chris and I were like, Oh fuck, we killed it. And <laughs> she lived, but I remember the, that the scar didn't change color like the rest of her did. She had this little scar that was still baby colors. It was just so weird. I love that. I thing. think I God bought damn. I bought two point two, and I think it was seven hundred bucks, maybe with shipping. Wow! <laughs> so two point two, and uh, they were great. Perfect shape. Everything was good. Um, but Jesus, yeah, I sold them. I don't know why. <laughs> I, know, I don't but, know why. I, you know, dude, I, I think you know I think I've probably like, sold almost twenty of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think you guys can relate to this. We've said it many times on NPR over the years. It's like you always think that you're going to be able to get them again at some point. Right. Like yep. it's like, oh man, right now I'm really focused on carpet python morphs and, and I need space for, you know, these holdbacks and I'm trying to work on this project, these Jaguars whatever the case would be. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so you're always sort of, you know, playing the game of uh, moving shit around to find the spot. And um, shit, that was when I had the apartment and I had all my snakes in the apartment and, and all, all the bins stacked the above and your shit. head. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think I knew you then, but I remember Owen trying to build his yeah. carpet collection and he gets on the phone and he's like, I don't know who the fuck this Eric guy is, but I don't like it. <laughs> he's close. He's in my backyard, dude. <laughs> I think, I think Chris was like, let's kick his ass. Like, it was just, 
<laughs> so I was getting all these dirty looks at the show, like, well, no, who are you, was, man? You're yeah, not one because, of us. It's because, like, Chris and I were looking at the freaking Citrus Tiger shit, and every fucking day we would go onto the website, <laughs> and another one said, sold, thank you, EB. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> who's this EB? One. It's like, who is this asshole? Yeah, yeah. so, yep. <laughs> so, yeah, so I bought I bought them then, and then I sold them. Um, I did the same thing with Alma Harris, which, by the way, is Shane Adamson. He's produced got another another clutch. one. Uh, oh, we got two Chris's. Yeah, see, get quick on there the draw. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. What do you guys? So what do you guys think about pricing of these, like scrubs or, or some of these? Um, more rare type of pythons that haven't been bred. What do you think the draw is and why do you think that people are raising the prices that high? Should they I, be that high? I mean, I think, I think it's hard because like what Chris was saying with the import thing, like I, I have all the gold face white lip from last year mm-hmm. and obviously I'm going to price them above an import baby. The right. problem is that imports are coming in that are of lower price tag but they're older like they're like 600 700 and i'm trying to get a thousand dollars for my babies um so you have to compete with that but then it's also like my guys were captive born and bred i mean obviously their attitude is still that they're a white lip but that that should have some sort of value and sure. i i think that when you kind of have the import thing that kind of runs that takes the football and runs away with it into these giant ass prices you kind of don't really have too much of a room to throw a captive born and bred up because like you said, what are you going to do? What am I going to throw it up? Like if somebody starts selling wild caught white lips for a thousand dollars, what am I going to do? Raise mine up higher? Yeah. Like who's going to buy that though? Do you think that like, I don't know. I feel like, well, I know this is kind of going off of the topic, but Mm. I feel like the reptile, industry is making some kind of change and like i feel like it's not the same to where um like it used to be that you wouldn't be specific and breed specific things and you didn't do what you necessarily wanted to do you sort of followed whatever the trends were or whatever and you know people just constantly following the other people the pure you know the whole pyramid type scheme thing mm-hmm. or whatever but it seems like a couple of things have changed. It seems like more people are embracing the fact that you can keep a reptile as a pet, which I guess then if you're talking about keeping something like a Malukin or whatever, and it costs 3500 I guess that's, you know, some people pay that much for dogs. Some people pay probably more. I think some people pay like in 20 grand and stuff for certain. I'd pay somebody dogs, to no? take my dog for that much. Like, I mean, <laughs> me too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Pack the deal. Yeah. yeah. There you go. You could have both our dogs. Both spotted maybe idiots. Off, maybe, yeah. maybe I'm just looking at a different thing, but it just seems like it's it's making some kind of shift. I just worry that like when you outprice those, I mean, like Bowens to me, we've talked about this before, but like 10K for a snake, I don't know. It just seems crazy where you don't know. I, I don't, it just seems like it's not going to maybe get into the hands of people that could actually be successful. However, with Scrubs, it seems like that it's becoming more, and more of a mainstream thing where people that are 
diehard scrub people are actually producing it. And the only thing I can equate it to is this, you don't see as much turnover. Maybe I'm not in the scrub game as, as much as I used to be, but like, you just don't see that flip, you know, that animal that went from me to Owen, to Chris, back to me, to to Owen over there, to somebody else to come back here. (laughs) How many times have we've done that? You know? Yeah. I don't know. You 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 really don't too much to, to be honest. Um, and I think your your kind of views on on that has it kind of has its pros and cons because I, I think at one right. point we were driving this hobby into this thing where like everybody had to be a business owner. Yes, everybody yes. had to have projects. Everybody had to make money. Everybody had to go get their business cards and their website and yeah. their t shirts and yeah. yeah. And like that stuff's all fun and it's cool. And if that's your passion, like I'm not I'm not knocking. it was a point where there was like pressure where like you shouldn't just be the guy with some pets you should take that animal and breed it you need to right yeah Um, i feel that way about some species we're talking about bolins we're talking about moluccans we're talking about how maharas that that stuff that you know we don't know what our window is to continue to be able to obtain those um Mm -hmm. you know somebody who has one as a pet i'm not going to be like you're an asshole sell it but um, <laughs> you're the worst you know, person imaginable. It, it should be in those hands where you know we still have a shot at reproducing it, and I think that the pricing in that regard definitely is a hit. Um, you know, some of the guys here that have been successful with a lot of things don't have that ten grand. Right. That's that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. We, we you definitely have do have Bolin's in some very capable hands in the country with people that I'm, I'm sure. sure want to get it down. But there's a lot of people that probably want to try and might have different ideas, and it's just never going to be feasible. They can't buy two brand new cars well, like right out of the yeah. bat. Yeah, I think the thing is, is like when you're so this is where I made the mistake, and I don't know, maybe you can tell me if I'm wrong. And I learned this much later on. But if you're working with a group of wild caught animals, like look at Ron St. Pierre, right? He's posting up Emerald Tree Boas like crazy. He has a group of, I think I've read like he has 65 Emerald Tree Boas that he brought in you that were do that to yourself. <laughs> well, again, like if you want to. And let's face it, Ron St. Pierre, he's, he doesn't mess around. He does the shit for real, right? Yeah. So, yeah. like, if he's bringing in a group, if he's going to start breeding emerald tree boas, and he's going to do that. He's focused on breeding that species, and he has a huge group that he has, you know, he has different yeah. Yeah. patterns, and, you know, I'm sure there's morphs and stuff like that. Multiple but like, projects. You're going to have thing, yeah. different bloodlines, and now you can sort of, like, establish a group for yourself in captivity. If I were to do it all over again, that's probably right. I wouldn't go get, I used to think, well, I can just have a pair of Malukans, a pair of Halmaharas, a pair of Southerns, a pair of Northerns and a pair of Tannenbars. And I'm good. And yep. it's like, no, you need like, you know, yeah. you need a group of them. And yeah. I think when you're talking about, what is it? Four grand for, for a Malukan, or even if it's three grand and you're going to buy 2.2, I mean, that, that prices a lot of people out yeah. pretty quickly. You know, and it's the same with the bones. Like, if you heard 10K for one snake, like, if you're going to get five snakes, like, come on, man. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And some of that stuff, I mean, maybe the the bones might be a little tough, but just generally speaking, I mean, I I think that we're also in a an era of of price correction right now. If you were to compare this to, you know, the economy, the stock market, stuff like that, there's there's inflation and then there's a correction. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, let's not get into the, the drama of morph market, but <laughs> let's but let's talk about how many people 
make the comments of, <laughs> of, you know, stuff's just sitting there. It's not moving. We can't sell it. We can't sell it. We won't drop our prices, but we can't sell it. And, yeah, but you know, let me ask this of us blame Darian, and he puts himself yeah. in a place to ask for it, but it's not yeah. his fault. Nobody's buying your snake. It, it, but that's the thing. It's like, so there's what the value of I have in the animal. There's what I price it at. And then there's what it sells for. Like, could I sell all my white lips tomorrow? Yes. Would it probably be for like $400 each? Probably. But they'd right. be gone. But I'm in a place where I can sit on them. I can they they can be here until they sell for the price or until they are large enough and somebody agrees that now they have that value and they're willing to pay that much for them. So I think too part of the I think part of the you know you're talking about people that are saying that their snakes aren't selling. Mm. I think part of that is a, is number one. You probably have are are they doing any type of advertising? Are they doing any kind of marketing? Are they putting yeah, themselves just out there? Just having ad in this market isn't isn't enough. Yeah, no, yeah. Nope. Are you are you going on a podcast? Are you making a YouTube video? Are you trying? To, or are you going to a carpet fest where you can meet people or whatever the you case would what be? I'm doing. Or you show? Think I'm sit here and talk to you two assholes. I not You know. I never wanted to see your face again after there was a light bulb. Yeah, I thought we were done with this guy, Owen. What the hell? Uh, oh, and you just hit the nail on the head uh, with the white lips. A perfect example, and I don't know if, if it was your intention or not, but I'm, I'm certain you'll agree. It's always my intention to do perfect things. Is that... Um, oh, what was I just going to say? <laughs> no, the white look, lips. Throughout yep. the hard times, yep. there's it, it takes resiliency and it takes responsibility. Right. Um, yep. You've been yeah. through some hard times where, you know... You've lost some stuff. You've lost some money on stuff. You had stuff that didn't sell. You had to wholesale some stuff to make room. But, like, now you know how to ride the wave. Yeah. And you're like, they're not selling? I'll sit on them. Yeah. Yeah. I just care about the animals being in good shape. I care about being in the industry. I care about my friends. I care about my animals. And the market's going to come back. And if it doesn't and I have to drop my prices, it's going to be because I decided to and I was ready to. It's not going to be because of desperation or my inability to sustain. And and I feel like the second you start dropping things publicly, you've now tied yourself into a knot. Like if I sell olive pythons this week for 500 something dollars and then next week I feel the pressure and I start letting them out the door for like 400 bucks, I've just now totally like shot all the customers that bought from me last week and like it's done but if i'm selling things for, if i'm selling olives for 500 bucks and i got a friend that's like always wanted olives and i gotta get some room i call them up and i say take these pay me later or take these for this amount uh, he doesn't need to tell me because they think they can they think they can tell me to pay later i'm like a borderline scammer over here <laughs> You know how much free shit I have just because I forgot to pay people? Like it was, yeah. <laughs> but um, it's like I would rather do that. And like you said, uh, there have been numerous times where I felt the pinch and I ditched a project because I felt like I had to or I needed to make that money or needed to make that space. And then things got better and I regretted it. And you can't go get them back. 
you know? You mean yeah. goddamn corn snake projects I had to rebuild because I'm like, every time something got bad, I'm like, the corn snakes are gone. And then I just buy up more corn snakes later. It's like, if I just held on to the fucking It seemed snakes. like every year that was the situation. You'd be like, I got like some I more corn snakes. corn snakes. I was like, wait a minute. Didn't you just sell I need more corn snakes. I think too, like was, yeah. I and think too, prices, like we can't we can't dictate the prices. The, no. the supply and demand is going to do it. The market's going to do it, like it does it in the rest of the world. Yep, the prices yeah. are going to start to come down. People aren't still going to buy. People with a brain are going to buy because this is a time where stuff is negotiable. Yeah, and I think the good thing that I see it'll make about it the cycle. Rep- it's not like the industry is not like it's small enough to go away. <laughs> right. I think that the 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 reptile industry is this is where I see it growing in a positive to a certain extent. Is that it no longer is just about you just being able to breed a species and then somehow you're going to have people banging down your door uh, to sell it. Like you got to do a little more. Like if you really want to run a legit business, then you got to run a legit business. Has, has, Not anybody, these, on this, has anybody on what? this call with all the species that we all, the three of us have bred and some right? of them kind of rare, some of them rather expensive have y'all sold out in a day of the clutch? No. Like, have people come no. and thrown money at you? Never. No. It, it, that yeah. is a fuck. I don't give a shit. It could be a. It could be an albino bullens python. It ain't moving tomorrow. Like it's. Well, it, it's it's part of the thing too, right? It's like you think about it, right? It's like all in how you advertise your clutch. Like if you're if you're if you get it, let's okay. I remember when we got in Cape York carpet, right? Somebody just heave a croc monitor at you. Oh, Eric is so that. passionate about his topic. Just that let it go. See that I'm happen. pretty sure somebody just dropped it. the croc monitor on you. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow, how cool is that? It's a small Komodo dragon. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll leave you there with Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you stay there, you velociraptor. I think... Um, uh, what was I saying? Um, gone. Oh, yeah. So I was talking about Cape York carpets, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very rare type of locality of carpet pythons that come in. Now, they came into the States years ago. No one so do you post <laughs> it right when you get them in, right? Yeah. Like do you, when they're babies and like then you create all this hype to where – I mean think about it. Like think about when you're breeding and you post up pictures of your snakes breeding. How many people hit you up right then and were like, dude, oh put me on the list for that. Dude, no, no, no. Oh, my God. This, I got to be on the list. The second then, the eggs like, are as laid. As the eggs came out, no, you're like, no, no, the oh, second I got to be on the list. The eggs are laid. People are like, I want it. I want it. <laughs> then the babies hatch and right. new people are like, I want it. And then you list them up for sale crickets. Nobody yes. buys the thing. It's right. like – I. Right. Yeah. So you know, it's kind of funny. And and maybe yeah. it's just the, the way that I've gone because I, I don't really do a lot of things with a purpose anymore. I just do kind of whatever the hell I feel like doing. Um so to your to your point, if you get something new and like that rare, different, whatever, like do you throw it up right away? Or is that I kind do. of your secret until it's established? There are very few yes. people that know the hell what's going on over here. So like yes. for example, <laughs> I have a trio of turquoise monitors. Mm. Right. I think they're the only ones in the country. Right. Okay. I've never posted them because I, I right. don't care. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't I care if they're the only ones in the country. That, that's not my clout. I don't want people bugging me. I just like them because they're freaking blue and they're like a cross between a mangrove monitor and a tree monitor and they have really cool scales and I just want to be left alone to touch them. I don't know. <laughs> 
that's kind of where I'm at too. It's, you know, what and then I just the, post what I like, and these croc monitors are really fun, so that's what I post. When I feel like posting the turquoise, when they stop flipping shit every time I look at them, then I'll post them. But it's not like, hey, look at my new toy. <laughs> yeah. What was the uh, what was the, uh, something I said after I got the ruffies? They're like, oh man, I wonder if no, 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 these aren't for you. These are mine. <laughs> like I, these are my rough scale pythons. I will right. decide if any of you get to have any. But these are this is for me. <laughs> like so. To that point, though, since we're a we're a snake show, I don't know if we know the name, but do you guys know Josh Carson? I think I've heard the name. I've heard the name. Yeah, so he he was the guy that helped me get those too, and he was just on the cover of Reptiles magazine too with that uh those, that Toke Gecko issue. Huh. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Him, and, him and Jimmy Ma wrote that article. So All he right, uh, nice. he was going to keep those two, and I I bugged him every single day until he decided to send them here. So. Even though I'm not showing them off and giving them all kinds of credit, yeah, I think putting up with my shit. I think I honestly think that there has to be some kind of like I I I I say this and like my experience and with me, right? It's like it's sort of like when you do a show, right? You don't like you could just show up and throw some deli cups on a table with a black uh, tablecloth and call it a day. I suppose. I think, I think the cheapest table i saw this morning at hamburg was a black tablecloth some of those plastic pie things and then literally a desk lamp clamped to a wood two by four that was just on a table shining on some snakes and that was it well your promoting doesn't get any better than when i vend with you and fall asleep (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think we have pictures of that That several times i think that happened every year howard reshares that one yeah Yeah. yeah yeah Yeah, there wasn't the um. There was the blizzard one where we went. Didn't you have a concussion or yes. something had happened? Yes. Car accident. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was fun. <laughs> Real quick, how old is that that croc monitor? How long is that giant lizard? How old yeah, is it? March. Yeah, these were born in March. March. I don't know what month we're in, wow. so I can't tell you. So we're in August. Jesus, they grow fast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so sad. Wow. So with with these guys though. Is there another inherent level? So there's price that we're talking about, but isn't there also like you don't want to sell a croc monitor to just anybody who walks up and hands you cash, right? Well, Dude, yeah, so that's... you you know my history of, of venomous. I do, um, <laughs> which I've I've dove back into like an idiot now that I don't I'm know why and have a kid. <laughs> I mean, we all, we were having that conversation last night where you're like, dude, I don't know why I did all this venomous stuff. I'm like, is it more dangerous than what you were doing? Yes. Well, I don't know why either, dude. I think you're stupid. So right. yeah, but but nonetheless, I mean, that's that's definitely a code that we've we've always understood, even if we were doing stupid things, that that was no joke about screening the buyer. Yeah. Yeah. You don't just sell a Cobra to somebody. This isn't Hamburg when we're at our own homes. <laughs> yeah, well, I that think might that's have been how like, I got my first Cobras. That was that was. I think I, I think I brought up that story several times. Where it's like, I, how old were you when you got your white lip vipers? Really? Like, weren't you? You were you were too young, right? Yeah, yeah, too young. Okay, yeah, we'll call it that. Okay, that's all we well, got. We didn't have <laughs> uh, social media back then, right? So you you didn't have to post shit. You up didn't and, post them or yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah, but um, but to me, the I mean, I maybe look, maybe I'm I'm dramatizing it or overreacting a little bit, but I kind of treat the crocs the same way. I I would, you know, say I think you should responsible. I've yeah. had some bad lizard bites. You remember that blue tail that gave me the nerve damage in my pointer finger? Yes. Um, I just got grabbed really bad by a tricolor monitor. Um, mm. 
We are eight weeks into it, and I still can't close that hand all the way. Wow. And it was only a three-foot animal. Um, I've never taken a crock bite, but the damage that I've gotten from that smaller stuff and the teeth that I've seen. I I mean. And and some of the clothes, because look, I I don't know how to say it. I I do stupid things with the crock monitors, too. It just is what it is. If you watch my videos, you watch me. I, I take inherent risks. And I'm very honest about those risks. I know what I'm up against. If I do get bit, I'm going to shut my mouth and I'm going to take it. If I lose a finger, I'm going to lose a finger. Like it's it's something that I've accepted by by chasing the passion that that I'm about. Um, but that being said, the odds of a big one taking a finger, they're pretty high odds. I mean, um, I'm surprised Tom when when his hand. Uh, oh, we, Tom we've talked about that many times, and Tom would have rather lost that finger. There's no point in having it now. It's dead. Dear God, really? It's dead. I made a joke. I'm like, cutting it off would have just been easier. And he's like, actually, you're right. Wow. See, I, I can't mean, have that, that. How would I play guitar? <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. one, of, one of the guys that worked with me at the farm, he's a glass blower. Right. Oh, okay. yeah. So he makes yeah. like really custom stuff. So he's doing this kind of stuff with his fingers all day. And he's like, dude, I got to wear gloves like holding the Ackies. Like there's just no room for a risk or my family doesn't eat. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one, one of the, the, the male rough scale python bit down on my pointer finger and it blew up for like two days. And I'm like, eh, it's been a while since I had one of those. But it's and I've like. Got a, I've got a big. Just about eight foot male croc that's in a, a big like ten by twelve cage, and I, I got it from Robert Fox. I don't know if you guys know that name. He's got some yeah. snakes, but he's mostly a monitor guy, right? Um, and it's just flat out a dangerous animal. It's a wild caught animal that never acclimated, and and we have this... be up. It'll be up in a tree, and you'll walk in, and it'll dive bomb on your face. Yeah, and, and we have this that dragon for a reason. <laughs> like get. Um, you know, and and I'm making progress with that animal. There's there's a lot of progress. I, I can get it to follow food right out to my lap and I can pet it. But if it's not its day, it's not its day. Jesus. And those days that, that I've caught it, you know, caught him in the air, I'd love to say that it's skill. I'm, I hope that some of it is. But a lot of it was luck. If somebody didn't have that same reaction, I couldn't imagine a, a crock bite to the face. It's not even... Oh God, no! Feasible to to picture. Wow! I had a uh, my male that that sired both of these clutches. He likes to come out onto my lap and eat, and I hand feed him like an idiot, and it's always going well. You know, you've you've probably seen the Tom until Carter it doesn't. Right? Until it does, it always goes well. Until <laughs> it doesn't. Until it doesn't. Yeah. They they clearly recognize the difference between the 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 person and the food. Right. And it's true. The Crocs that I've built trust with. Mm. I can I can feed them and I can be covered in rat blood and I can pet them. Do you hmm. see a difference between the babies that you have raised and some of the wild caught ones and in realizing that kind of stuff? Oh, I, I do, and that's that's part of where I'm going with this. But like, hmm. even that that male that eats on my lap, have you ever seen a lizard like grab something but grab it funny and then they have to like push it down on something to kind of readjust? Yes, yeah. He pushed it down on my thigh. And grabbed my thigh through my shorts with the chick. Okay. He, he put his tongue up my nose. It got weird for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, Baby lizard made I didn't even feel hand. anything. I didn't think it was that bad until I stood up and just started pouring blood everywhere. Wow. And that wasn't even a bite. So, I, I mean, one, one accident 
And that's why I never even like to sell Venomous. Even if I did my due diligence, like I just couldn't. Sure, maybe I'm not liable, but I just couldn't be that guy that sold the snake that 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 did somebody in or or got um, got out. And so with the crocs, problems. you know, it's really hard. Uh, but to your point with these babies, so we spent a lot of time with these, mm-hmm. a lot of time. And for whatever reason, the second clutch was was full of assholes. I had one bite me while I was still in the egg. <laughs> um, and really, one of the things, you know, Desiree let me keep them at the farm. We hatched them here at the farm, too. Okay. Uh, but she let me keep them here instead of taking them home. And, and in your head, you could probably be like, well, I want to take these home. They're so special. But I loved having them there because everybody wants to mess with them. Yes. Exactly. Everybody yeah. wants to look at them. Right. Um, so it's like socialization a of a dog. It has yeah. a lot of crocodilians in them with open water. So the, the room is very humid. So I actually have some of them in like those reptibreeze cages, okay. which in a normal dry oh, room nice. is the absolute worst thing you could do to a lizard. But for these, it's great because they can climb on every inch of the wall and they see all the people coming by. So for some animals that overstresses them and it's a bad thing. But the ones that it doesn't, you can see they're they're just so inquisitive. You put your hand in there, they'll come jump out on it. Um, so I definitely think that these babies are like a game changer in that aspect. Correct. Like if I were to sell that big male croc, I'm sure I can come up with a name. But right now, I not many people like outside of Tom mm-hmm. would, yeah. would I trust that animal with or, or going back to Rob. Right. Um, but I one of that these. Can, yeah. If I knew that, you know, somebody had the space and resources and, and they were intelligent people and they and they had some monitor experience, man, like if you keep spending time with this thing, like I mean, like you're touching it all in the face, which yeah, is and they, like, they crawl up my face. They sit on my head. Um, Jade wouldn't mess with the, the bigger crocs that she didn't trust, but she'll go take these babies out. She went and got this one for me. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, I, I think that this is definitely the the opportunity to have a social animal that that beats the stigma of the the nasty croc monitor. Well, and that's man, well, one accident still exactly like there's even there's that this whole one thing. this this size can still it could be I, stitches worthy. Yeah, and yeah. I mean the good thing is is that you hope that a little one. when you get the next gen in, when you raise up these guys, it'll make it easier because I mean to produce and then you you know those babies will kind of be the same way but i think you could be several gens in like into f2s and still get a-holes like technically my baby white lips are f2s they're assholes they are just dickish little bastards like it is just the way it is some so are do you think so, so are you are you thinking in your mind do you think that eventually they'll be is it kind of like as you breed them more and more in captivity, they'll be better animals to have in captivity or. Like I do. What, it's where, kind of hard to say that? because one of the things is kind of like what the stigma did for the species. Right. The automatic assumption is that a, a croc monitor is a, a dangerous and an aggressive animal. And yes, in aggressive, I don't know, but I reality it, it yeah. is just because of what it can do. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's just kind of, and I'm sure you can relate this to some kind of snake that, that you guys have kept, like, Retics, once you African understand rocks. the behavior of something <laughs> and start right. to build trust with it, you can get a different response out of that animal. Right. And these wild-caught, giant croc monitors that are just these terrible things, you know, and Tom is still better than, than me at it, but I, I've gotten the concept down pretty well, is like, 
that one that dives out of the tree and tries to bite me in the face, if we put that thing on Crutchfield's farm, it'd be riding on somebody's back in three months. Right, because it, we've had that where, like, an animal at Eric's house, he's like, watch it, this thing goes straight for your face, comes over here and is crawling all over me. Like, you know, we've had that where I had a, a blood python that I sent to Matt Minatola, and he sent me pictures of him cuddling with it two days later. Like, it happens. I wonder, though. Mm. Let me ask this question. I wonder, though, like, at what point, and Chris, I think you, I often use you and Dave product or Dave, uh, David means as a, uh, as an example of this. Like when I first bought a scrub from David, you're allowed means, to forget the names of quitters. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm bringing up the names. Tonight, huh? <laughs> uh, but anyway, he would, he, he screened me. Not that, you know, back then it was what? <laughs> 2010 i guess or whatever but like he screened me to buy a bar next scrub like there was a lot of like talk back and forth of how i'm gonna house it and whatnot mm-hmm. I, I i maybe that's more uh that's more widely done in the reptile hobby now uh, i don't know but it seemed like it was not widely done and maybe it's just my exposure to Hamburg, where you get the Hamburg starter pack, you get a venomous, you get a monitor, you get a crocodile, crocodile. you get yeah. you know, whatever, yeah. a big yeah. snake type of deal. Um, and you just walk out with it and think everything's going to be honky dory. I just worry about animals like this that, like, not necessarily saying that they're aggressive, but is it something that you can trust 100%? And if you don't, and if it's like, I see sometimes that people, like, I just, I'm sure you've seen them and they have a croc monitor and, they're just doing things that you know eventually is going to end badly. And like, should that, should they be more regulated by, uh, like, I'm not saying they should be regulated by the government or something like that, but I'm saying just in general as the hobby should like a big retic shouldn't be with every type. You know what I mean? Yeah. Retics, African rocks, uh, any of those big snakes, even scrubs, they get mm-hmm. big, you know, but like, no, I, I definitely I think so. And, and this might make me like, a judgmental fuck, but when I'm in these monitor groups and stuff, if I see a new person come in and post a croc monitor, I'm like, mm. this probably right. isn't good. And that's a bad look because maybe they're doing everything perfect, but I'm, I'm just right. so nervous because if, if that was your impulse animal, like I feel bad for the impulse savannas, but that's not going to, that's not going to wreck somebody's life. Correct. Yeah. Um, I mean, but I mean, we see that all the time. It like, Hamburg and and other shows in this area where somebody brings in a croc monitor that's in a blast plastic bin that they've purchased and you know they tell you that they have it set up in a 45 gallon tank or something at home and it's like there's and for me it's more about them too like we we care about putting dangerous animals into the hands of people you know call me insensitive but that's a selfish motive yeah. We care because we don't want them to do something stupid that's going to get right. us in trouble. Yes. Right. Yeah. We don't want to see people hurt generally, but that the bigger concern is what is the one idiot doing to the masses? Right. Um, so yeah. that's so that's something that we don't want to see. But my concern is more about them, to, yeah. to be honest. Sure, maybe some idiot's going to get wrecked by it, but you know, this animal can sit in a four by two right now. How long are they going to keep it in there? Like yeah. you've seen the, the the nerd videos of like taming the water monitors with like the small kind of bear cage, yeah, and like kind of forcing the interaction, yeah. 
that works for that species. I'm not knocking Kevin. I'm not knocking nerd. Right. That constant interaction, it, it works. Um, a lot of times with these, maybe the babies will be different, but those bigger animals, the second they don't think they can retreat, they turn it's into on. a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. So they need, for, they need for everyone place. that we've done well with, it's about giving them space and, and letting them come to you. Yeah. Um, like yeah. people joke how like I don't ever wear gloves and I get scratched up. I do look like an idiot, <laughs> but I'm not wearing anti-bite gloves because I'm not even putting myself in a position to get bit because if the lizard's not having it, I'm not touching the lizard. Yeah, why even put yourself in that situation? Where it's, we, we, we've talked about this before where people are like, I tame down my Timor python because I hold on to it until it chills out. And it's like, well, why are you Held on to it until it, it gave up on life. Exactly. Why are you stressing it out that far? So difference. So that's... Oh, yeah. Holy shit. That's not gonna, a snack. Stop looking yeah, at Please it. don't eat it. Um, <laughs> so this is one of the newer babies, and then that one is a couple months old. Yeah, so this one was... End of June. Okay. End of then, June? Yeah. It's already that freaking big. Jesus Christ. Can you believe, though, this isn't much bigger than it came out of the egg? Oh, they're all packed in there. Crazy like, all wrapped in, there. in Like, wrapped and in like, there. And, and I know they're all tail, but, like, even the, the hatchlings are, like, 16 inches. Jesus. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah, it's like Dan said, 99% of people can't keep uh, them correctly because they need a big enclosures and all that kind of stuff um i think it's the same that holds true with big snakes too it is you know it is uh they they i think i, I was uh <clears throat> i was listening to a podcast and they were talking about uh it was that was the retic uh lounge and they were talking about there was a paper coming out um that was talking about the home range of retics and you know they travel like uh shit uh, oh, I think it was a hundred miles a night. I, they might I can't not move imagine. all the time. Yeah, but when they move, they move a lot, right? And I guess that makes sense, like with the nose rub thing and all that, where they're trying trying to constantly escape or whatever. But like, I, you know, is is that why they're having issues? When you you think about that, and you put a six, a, a even if it's a twelve foot snake in a six foot enclosure, mm-hmm. you know. I don't yeah, know. I, I am. I am on borrowed. And then you look at something retics. like a monitor, which you know, my little bit of experience with monitors over here. Um, <laughs> they require. Uh, yeah, I have the little one. <laughs> <laughs> the ones they can't lose a finger to. Well, I guess you could. I mean, it would take a long time. <laughs> they for get a you kim. right. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, the kim would have to be on there for a while to, to for it to be a bad thing. But yeah. Yeah, I just don't know if the average person is something that, you know. Well, it's. But I think people like Chris, who loves the species and really doesn't give a shit if he sells them, doesn't sell them, or, you know, like he just. That's what it is. Like, I'll keep all the babies. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. You think I can't come up with with 10 big cages? I will build another building. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I I get it. Like, it's it's only a matter of, like, time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so we're we're gonna try a little camera experiment for fun. I don't know okay. if I got them too uh, too sketched out, but I gotta go the opposite way. Hungry? You gonna eat it or not? No. Uh, uh. I think there's curious. there's some curiosity there. So what are we feeding it? What is yeah, that? Jade, what are you Mouse poking leg? in the face with? Chicken leg. Yeah. Yep. Chicken, Chicken leg. leg. Oh, he wants it. 
Open uh, your uh, mouth. We, we said we would never do live feedings on and YouTube. And yet here man. we are. It's not a live. <laughs> there you go. It's not a live feeding. It just happens to be a feeding that is live. I, like, yeah. So this is exactly how that bigger one got me. See how he has that chick leg like kind of sideways? Yeah. Yeah. Well, now he got it down. But if that was a whole chick, like he might have put it on my hand and try to like readjust it. So do you do small prey atoms with guys like like with him or is it like because normally i always thought it was just you give it like a whole mouse that it kind of just swallows down like monitors like should it be like is it just smaller meals for these guys i do a little bit of both, both? i vary okay. the hell out of the diet they're always eating something different everything from bugs to chicks to rodents to quail fish crab shrimp eggs let them go for it Sometimes a little prey that they get down quickly. Sometimes one that I make them shred all over the cage and destroy. Because that's fun to clean up, you know. And what is it? Uh, Mike Curtin, we all know that man, um, gave gave me bags of trout for my false water cobra. And I gave one to a carpet python and it bit it and squeezed it. And the trout exploded to the point where there was fish guts on the ceiling oh, of, no. the, of the cage. And the ceiling of my room. And I'm like, well, we're never doing that again. <laughs> like, it was just, yeah. So, it's always a fun experience to have that kind of cleaning stuff. But that is so cool to do yeah. that kind of stuff. But it's kind of interesting because we, we say this about kind of the nature of these babies. Mm. Um, but the, the female that I'm trying to breed now is, is owned by Desiree. Okay. Uh, we're doing this joint. Um, one of my things is is that if if I can't get babies, I've gotten two clutches, which is great. Um, but if I can't make it happen out of different animals, it's still just luck to me. You know, I, I think yeah. I have a clue, but I might have no clue. <laughs> right? It, it might just be that you got a pair that it, like is like I I didn't get gold face white lips again this year. So you think that wasn't in the back of my head that I'm like, well, clearly you just ran into it by accident, and now. And I did a lot of work to get that first female to cycle. Well, that's that one I got back in Maryland when I said I was only going to have one croc monitor ever. Yeah, how'd that go? Yeah, it went good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did a lot of work to get her to cycle. I had them paired for well over a year before I even got him to recognize that she was female. Um, and this one with Desiree, we she she raised that one from kind of maybe this size. Not quite a hatchling, but a little bit bigger. Okay. And she is... Very, 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 I mean, we never use the word tame, but it's, it's all but tame. I mean, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm petting this animal on the, on the face while it's guarding its nest. Jesus. We're, we're that kind of, <laughs> of comfortable. Um, so call it, wow. you know, whatever, but it, it kind of shows that that's always been possible. Yeah. I do think that this encourages it to be more likely and more consistent um, right. We'll see. I, I kept back two of them. I might keep back a third. Um, I really want to, you know, and th this is selfish too, and it's kind of shitty and I got over myself, but I was annoyed that I got them this year because this was like the year of the goddamn croc monitor with like two other people getting them. And I've been right. working on this for like six years. Right. Like, these, these son of a bitches. <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? You know what? There, there could be thirty people that did it. This is still the. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm working on blue tail monitors right now. I have nine of them. I've been trying to pair them. I've been doing all kinds of stuff, and everybody's like, "Man, but if you get the blue tails, like you're going to be the first one to ever do it." And I'm like, "I'd rather get Crocs again." Yeah. So, 
is that what I, what I love doing. So I don't, I don't care who else did it. I just yeah. I'm obsessed with it. I'd like it's to train these guys and get you. some unrelated. But yeah. the, the pace <laughs> at which these damn things grow, we haven't lined up the timing. So great. Yeah. To, that's uh, that's always good to kind of swap stuff because I know I sent some stuff to Lisa and sent some stuff to Ryan and Ryan sent some stuff to me. So that kind of yeah, stuff is always good. A few people have read them, but I don't – and I could be wrong. There could be somebody out there that could share something different, but I don't think there's any generational depth in in the species. I, I, Maybe in I, zoos. I mean, like there there's some books written in different places. Honolulu Zoo has major major success with rock monitors. They might have some stuff, but in, in, in private collections, I don't believe so. I I don't know. I think um, it's a. I think with a monitor, it's hard for it to be that thing. Like with snakes, you can set them up over at the farms over there and just kind of reproduce them there. I, I almost think with monitors, it just happens to be that you found either a female that dropped a clutch in the thing but then the next season you're going off of just finding what you find so so i uh i almost had like a, a finale for the day mm. and that was going to be we had a a crock lay yesterday in a tree stump <laughs> nice i got her i got her to lay in april and they were bad eggs she scattered them everywhere it took her four days to get them all out i was Jesus. panicking especially because of course it would happen to desiree's animal not mine Right. So like, one, I, I could never handle the loss of mine, but I could never tell her that the sweetest croc I've ever met had a complication while I was breeding it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But that got over well. She recovered really great. And we, we tried round two, went very successful. And this time she hovered over those eggs and wanted to protect them. So I'm like, there's got to be good ones in there. And uh, I was going to take you guys over to the incubator and stuff today, but they were, <laughs> uh, they were yeah. a bunch of duds again. So Damn. I'm giving everything kind of a break and I'm going to do a little winter session over here and, and give it a shot early next year. Okay. Um, uh, cool. Are they, are they like this other is monitors? Number six. So I know that I'm doing a combination of something. Okay. Right. So I'm, I'm convinced I can continue to get eggs. It's, the Fertilize. final steps to to make sure they're good and maybe it's a technique or maybe it's time but right and is it all from the same male or are we trying to throw a different guy in here it's the same male because my my other male is a different locality okay and then i have another male that's just still not old enough yet so i, I do want to try complete different pairs he's just the only one i've had that yeah so are these like other kind of monitor species where after you get to a certain point, like you can, she's going to cycle every couple months or just kind of get into that kind of a thing. Yes and no. So like there's kind of a, a general theory and I'm, I'd imagine it's somewhere on Kai's podcast too. Cause he, he really preach, uh, preaches this Kai and, and Alan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if you have a female monitor, you need to have a nest box. Okay. Because if you're properly caring for that lizard, at some point it should do what lizards naturally do. Legs. Cycle and lay. <laughs> um, okay. Does that happen all the time? No, because some things take some seasonal impacts that in captivity you could argue maybe you don't need to give them and that would prompt the cycling. Um, but other ones will really kind of cycle just from good care. And that was the, the example that we had here. Um, you know, my, my first ones, like I said, I worked really hard to meet the conditions and get her to go. Uh, this female of Desiree's really just kind of started the food cycle and the timing was just right. I didn't change conditions. I didn't do anything. She's yeah. just been raised very well. She was slow grown. 
Um, always well cared for. There's a team of staff here that, you know, a lot of them are rodent oriented, but they're reptiles too. So there's always a lot of eyes on things. Um, and she's just a really, really, really phenomenal lizard. And she did what lizards do. But we also <laughs> have her in a room where I don't know that she's really seen much below like 80 degrees almost in her life. Okay. Maybe some 70s, stuff like that. But gotcha. that first girl, I got her into the 50s. Really? That low? Yeah, yeah I, I wasn't messing around. Um, all this Indo data that you see that shows like city temperatures and stuff like that, it, it's yeah. not indicative of of the, the microclimates I, I, at all. Yeah, I, I think that more and more. I think I've been, the meaner I've been to several of my Indo-Australian animals is when I start getting eggs. So... There's some. There's not a lot of of wild data about the species, but the the little bit that there is, there's some video documentation of of crocs well over fifteen hundred feet above sea level that are caught oh. on like kangaroo tree cams. Holy shit! And digging down into burrows under, you know, forests that barely ever see sunlight. Like you, you can't tell me that it's not getting cold there at some point. Are they throughout Papua New Guinea, or are they? in a specific spot. So visually there's almost kind of like a, like a Northern Southern break, kind of like you see with, with the scrubs or at least the other stuff. Okay. It's yeah. like barnecks right. versus Marukis and Highlands and stuff like that. Um, right. So that would be like, like these guys, there's always so much debate over what's what, but like theoretically Northern is like Sarong, Jayapura and, and Southern is, is Maruki as well. Okay. Um, but the every like map range is really really super spotty. So my guess is would be it would it would branch the majority of it. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And that's they're considered one continuous species, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's done. Yeah, that. and there's that thing. So like, I have this male Mar- Maruki. Is that I don't even know if I say that right. I've been saying words wrong since I was 20 in this damn industry. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we've we've given up Latin, trying. I, yeah. I do it every week. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, Owen finally stopped calling it Morella. I did. It took me a while. <laughs> I had to start a podcast to get it right. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so he, he's super ready to go. And I just, I don't have a female of that locality that is. And in, in my head, I have some, some female Northerns that are ready. And would the world hate me if I crossed them since they're the same species? Or do they just want to see baby croc monitors? I say something yeah, no. somewhere would be. But I have enough animals that I just want to. I just want to. I want to match the phenotypes anyway. Yeah, I'm yeah. always curious of how that plays collected. out. How much of that collection data do we actually know for anything? But yeah, yeah. they look different enough to use common sense. That it wouldn't really help any. It would just be more croc babies. Yeah, I, did somebody somewhere who's never bred them would be flipping out in the fact that you did this? Like, and, I've been and that's told- just. And I don't know the legitimacy of it. I'm sure there's guys that have connections to these farms that make a lot more sense of it. Yeah. Um, but and there are a, a good, you know, a fair amount of captive hatched crocs that come available from time to time. That, that's mm-hmm. not typically that, that wild caught cover. Um, the, the CH happens. Um, but from things that I've been told is like they kind of group a lot of these together. Yeah. By species. So some of these ones that come over and look kind of muddy and like they don't have that that bright yellow orange face like Maruki and they don't have the big ocelli like like Sarong Jayapira, um, is that they're probably mutts of those locales. I mean the, the farms aren't over there trying to breed crocs to blue tails, but I don't think they really care about trying to breed a, 
two different locality crops together. Um, the theory yeah. makes sense to me. I don't know if it's, you know, in writing proof, if, if somebody knows some, some other information, but it makes sense from some of the things that, that we've seen. So on, on that regards, there's probably a whole lot of mud here that we already don't know about. One yeah. that I have might not even be pure locality. Um, but I think it just goes back to like, we've all had that ingrained in our mind at some point that like you at least try to keep those phenotypes together. I I almost feel like if you got to fall back on, you know, the phenotype where it's like, well, I'm going to try to make the, these two look like they would go together or that they, they, they would produce the best babies. It's like, I can't think anybody would ever fault you for going back that, like doing that. Well, the other thing about that is I love the uniqueness of both phenotypes. Right. So if I were just trying to breed for what I like, I would match them independently to try and emphasize the strengths that each one of them have. Right. You could cross them and, and maybe you'll get some, some brighter yellows or golds out of them, or maybe you'll get that nice orange yellow face, but also with some big ocelli, it could be pretty cool, but you yeah. might just have more muddy crap. I'd rather just chase after the, the pretty form that I already know and enjoy. Yeah. That's cool. Very cool. I got you. So, all right. Airport localities. Yeah. That's what I, they I are. was kind yeah, of right? curious with how, like, uh, you know, because we focus on that with green trees and scrubs and stuff, and how does that equate into other reptiles from Papua New Guinea? Like, okay. Th- there's so much of that and so much of that that I lost sight of getting out of, like, certain areas. Like, I came back to Venomous, and there's all of a sudden five forest cobra species. Like, (laughs) there was only one, and I had, like, seven of them, and they were my favorite things ever. And now I'm like, I don't know what the heck these other four are. (laughs) But but when they do that stuff and they break things down, like, we haven't tracked any of that. And it's like, well, the population that we have in the U.S., it's tainted just because nobody – we yeah. like uh, what was the the people were getting ready to string people up at uh, ICAST when they're like there are four species of chondro and you all just bred them all together and yeah and I still don't know what those four are either it doesn't make exactly. any sense I don't care it's not a don't do green trees so it's, <laughs> they're all varied still how <laughs> dare you yeah come well, at come least talk. you can separate the two I mean come on are I not allowed to say IJ too isn't that not a thing anymore I say it all the time and IJ. I, yeah. yeah, yeah, we go it's, back and forth. We say okay. we don't. Well, and now, um, now <laughs> there's, was, car- uh, now there's coastal carpet, which is only Brisbane, and then everything else is Chennai. So, I saw a discussion about this the other day where they were talking about. Uh, so you could, so it's already <laughs> begun, right? That 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 thing that we were talking about when that book first came out. Yeah, is that you had somebody saying, so I could breed my granite to the albino and it would still be variegata, right? And I'm just Correct. like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Nick, Nick said that he here made, we go. <laughs> Nick said that he made the albino zebra a pure animal and he didn't want to do it, but it happened. So, yeah. Yeah. But I think the idea still is, is that that's a specific locality phenotype, whether they're genetically the same or not. You, you could, you could still say, okay, I'm going to keep Darwin's Darwin's and IJ's IJ's. I would not mix an IJ and a Darwin at this point, just because I don't, you don't want to muddy up the IJ. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't uh, count that. I don't count lines. that I bred, um, 
Like I bred Darwin, so I don't count that I bred IJs now. That's why I have the IJs. I will I will I you will check them off. Then I will then I will throw them out the freaking front door. How yeah. dare you? Like I'm gonna rip her off those eggs and be like, and gone. Like it's just gonna be, yeah. So Chris, I've what never are the had things an IJ that wasn't a mouser? I'll never have another one. <laughs> uh, one of the things that changed it for me is like I'm not so much a morph person anymore. I'm more of a I think I think for me, I still love the morphs. They're still cool and all, but like that that for me, like that chase of the combo stacking of, you know, broken gene animals under broken gene animals. Yeah. Yeah, this it doesn't do it for me anymore. And for for stuff like this, like I'm I'm terrified of an albino croc ever popping up. Oh yeah. I yeah. I don't need that kind of PR that makes them popular. I'm gonna sell that yeah. shit. If if it, um, the albino ruffy hatches, I'm selling it. It's gone. I kind of st- on that whole thing. Like I, I kind of stand with Tom and saying that like, no matter how much trust we can build with these things, we can show that we can engage with them. Pet is probably still not the proper term. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. not. They're not pets per se. They're they're definitely suited for people that are ready and and are equipped, but. And if you want to the pet trade animal, and you know the the truth of it is, is like if you really want to monitor, you and you don't have a lot of space, or you know you have limited space, you could definitely get one of the dwarfs, or you know there's there's so many things that you could choose from that you could get and have the same experience. Yeah, maybe it's not going to be that species that you. No, I, I get you it. I talk about my Crocs all day, but I've got Ackies and Kims. Yeah. yeah, I I love them. I play with them all the time. I don't I don't mm. get the same like intensity that i get over my yeah, crocs sure but yeah. you can still love a bunch of stuff and 100 if i lost just saying that, know, like that this average... opportunity and had to had to move or you know went back to apartment life or something that's mm. the first thing i'm bringing is my kims <laughs> yeah like, the crocs are gone kims are my favorite they're my it's, favorite it, i think some people kind of fall into the status symbol of animals to a certain point, like you want the status, you want the recognition of owning a croc, having a giant berm, having a retick, having a Boland's Python. And I think if you get too caught up in that and over, you put that over, say the welfare of the animal, or even just being able to care for it properly is when you're going to have issues, problems when you shouldn't be doing it's crazy that you say that when I moved to Ohio, Mm. um, I had my Crocs in some temporary caging that I intended to upgrade and Regal and some other things was, was kind of preventing that. And in my head, I'm kind of on the clock of like, I love these things to death. I'd never want to part with them, but like how long is this no longer considered temporary? Right. How long, how long till this isn't okay. And the craziest thing, probably like the, the biggest, like, mindfuck during this process was March 3rd, the day that the first croc pipped, mm-hmm. was a two-year Facebook memory of me listing that pair. <laughs> oh, shit. I listed that pair uh, because I because I had this big female croc in like a 624 and I couldn't stomach it anymore. Yeah. Right? I, wasn't, I wasn't happy. She wasn't happy. She used to be friendly. She wasn't friendly anymore. She was cornered. 
You know, that's and I and if that was what I kept her in, I wouldn't even be having this conversation. I wouldn't yeah. say that out loud. That that's right. embarrassing. But I, I did it for you know a few weeks when I moved, and then a few weeks turned into a, a, a month, and then a month and a half, and and then I listened to them, and I had some really good friends that, and you might have been one of them. I don't remember how many people kicked my ass, but they're like, we see how much you love these things. Fucking figure it out. <laughs> like if you're going to keep them in those shitty cages and sell them, but we're right. telling you figure it out. Yeah. Build something, do something. Yeah. yeah. And I right. did that. I ended yeah. up, I, I took some of my vacation time off and I built some big cages in my basement and every, everything worked out, but just like, Holy shit. If I, if I had, and then that memory popping up on the same day that they picked, <laughs> God, Man. that that. What are the chances? That's what a what a surreal feeling. <laughs> that's nuts, though. I love that. But that resonates really hard with that. It was like I would have sold them. Yeah, and I would have sold them cheap if I found yeah. the right person. Right. Because at, at some point, it, it's more about that than what project we want to do or what animal we want to have or, or Facebook presence or, or whatever. See, I always had a different approach with that. Right, like. I think that people are lazy when it comes to that. And that's sort of what I was hitting at at the beginning. It's like, if you're excited about a species, then hype it up. Like think about, I just think about IJs when we started doing NPR, there was like maybe six of us that liked IJs. Right. And now how that's grown over the years. Like of all 200 in the country, you had 194 of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And exactly. you wouldn't sell any of the ones you bred. No. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> Correct. And it's like, you know, I don't know. I was just excited about this particular species. And I was just like, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to own it. And it's, you know, it, it sucks when you go to a, a reptile show and you walk in and there's Mo or Howard or Jason and they got neon yellow jungle jags and shit. And you're just like, Oh, who's going to want my dirty my ass earth snakes, you know? And, but, but like it, it didn't matter because you just keep fucking pushing along because my guiding star was the, that I love this species. I was just yeah. like, I just really dig them, you know? And I would take all the shit, uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, dirt snakes and all that. <laughs> I don't know it's all would, good, man. I don't know you who can, would give you such shit. I mean, right. I, I the guy that can't breed him. That's who yeah. would. <laughs> he can oh. breed freaking white lips and rare colubrids, but when it comes to a simple poplin carpet, he's uh, yeah, Red game out. Water it's too easy. Without even trying. it's too easy, man. It's yeah. like it's like me trying to play uh, a GCD progression. It's just like, oh man, this is just too simple, man. I I can't get the feel of it. <laughs> I, I want to be challenged. Yeah, I want yeah. complications. Yep. Jesus, but I will leave you with this, Owen. Uh, mm. You will appreciate this. You know how every carpets and coffee I like to share a wild carpet python. This carpet is a coastal carpet from the Sunshine Coast. Okay. Come on. Fucking god damn it. Come on, man. Like, come on. That's in somebody's yard, dude. (laughs) Fuck you. Like, you know, that's... Like, I have super caramels that kind of resemble this and that's years of work and breeding right <laughs> like, you know that's in and the yard <laughs> somebody just went and picked this thing up today like you know yeah. come on that's wild that, that is nuts. a beautiful snake so what we're looking at for people that might be listening um is this what would you say golden like hypo, orange golden, hypo yeah. look at the eyes With there's the, no like real head stamp it's just got those scales like <sighs> With like the, the brettles almost scaling, like the black tipping that you get in jungles. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. 
I hate this snake. I hate it because it's not downstairs in the cage. Right. So. And then I'll show you the Bastard. a different picture of it. Just gonna, now that I've cut you, I'm going to rub salt in the wound. Yep. Damn, you look at the head. Yeah. Look at those eyes, dude. That's They're wild. like silver. That's that's a cool snake. I was anyway. going through uh, I was going through an old laptop pulling out pictures of snakes that I had from like eons ago. Uh-huh. And I found a bunch of that big female that I had. Sophie. Yes. With that brick of a head that she uh, had. Sophie. You remember where we got that thing, Owen? We got it in Haver to Grace at yes, it. She was in a bin on yep. the floor. <laughs> like it was just like, she was then, in a bed on the floor yeah and then when i bred her it was like 52 or like and then i think your second clutch was 45 and it's like i don't need this many babies <laughs> yeah like please stop with the eggs like it was but yeah it's a monster oh, she ended up what um i want to say almost 10 feet i'm sure i'm exaggerating but it felt nine, like it. nine and a half feet when she yeah. when she died yep mm-hmm yeah. Monster. I used to be able to like hold my arms out, and she would go like from hand to hand, and she still have a little bit of tail and a little bit of head hanging off. So, yep. Yep. Do you remember your first snake, Owen? Uh, my smooth scale green snake that I murdered within a month and a half because I was too much of a bitch to get a Kelly King. Yeah. Wait, your remember. first snake was a smooth green snake? Yeah, I made really? decisions. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I wasn't going to tell people. That you killed it. I, I was going to let you tell that incident uh, with the brick. I forget that one. The one that went through the window. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, that was. Um, so at college, we had this. I had this green snake set up, and as college happens, uh, you were gone for the weekend because you kept having to go home to clean your collection. No, I, I was um, in Laura's dorm. All right, never mind. Um, and I somebody, was too drunk to come over. I just mumbled at you when you told me what happened. Somebody threw a brick through our window for something. I don't know. They just did it for kicks because they hit a bunch of other dorm rooms as well as buildings on campus. Okay. And uh, I had this the green snake, and the RAs were coming, and I managed to pick it up and throw it in my pocket. And then I handed it off to the guy who lived next to us. And it, like I put it in a bin because it was going to be fines all over the place. So he took it and went over there. And of course, there was glass all in the snake's cage. So when everything started calming down, I go back over to his room and he is telling me that it had like some kind of injury. And I'm looking at it, and I'm a novice at this point, and the only thing I can find on it that I think he's gesturing to is the fucking vent of the snake. And I don't know what's going on with it. And he's like, oh, it's an injury. I'm like, I think this is what's supposed to be there. And <laughs> I'm calling him. He's drunk off his ass, who's just like trying to tell me all this shit. I, I'm, I think we frantically looked online, and we're like, no, it's fine. Everything's good. It's like, you know, the thing's Sweezing all over us at this point so jeez oh, we i put it in a plastic shoebox and hide it because again they're ra's maintenance people they're boarding up the window which i love it because they put a bunch of two by fours on the window and then we're like you're good and left and still, still glass all over my shit his shit 
the beds like it was everywhere and i'm like i guess i'll go to sleep now (laughs) like it was just nuts so yeah that was a fun day i forgot about that one my other one was uh when the ras came and we had the cali king there we had the shadow and there are pictures of that first cali king clutch yeah i love that i got i got an a for that clutch um I convinced them to let me breed it in the animal lab and give me a grade. So, yep. They contacted, started off on a good foot. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they contacted me because uh, we got them to allow us to breed the Cali Kings in the animal lab because we promised to give them one as a donation afterwards. And they contacted me, I think it was two years ago, because the Cali King finally died. Like it, it, it died, and they're like, "Can we have another one?" I'm like, "I'll sell you one." <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not giving you one, right? <laughs> like, yeah, but yeah, that was fun. But uh, it was the uh, how long ago was that? It was, we were it's 2005, 2000, yeah. 2004, four, okay. four, four, four. I remember the uh, the the thing that started everything is you brought the leucistic Texas rat. I knew you were going to say this. I love that story. I love it because you brought him and he's sitting there and he was and he wasn't one of the bug eyed ones, so he was a good looking Lucy rat. And you're holding him, and you said the word like, and I of course am like, like this snake looks awesome to me. And you said the words like it just came out of my mouth. You're like, he's my buddy. After you finish it, he nails you in the face, like, and you're just bleeding, and it's just like, and you're like, well, he's not right now. <laughs> like, it was just, you know, what you have helped me learn to do, Owen. <laughs> At a very young age, you helped me learn not to have an ego about any animal on the planet. <laughs> because do you remember that southern scrub in my mom's basement? Yes, the one that was chasing you. I got <laughs> the no. scrub on the floor, and it's pissed off, and it's chasing <laughs> me, and it's striking. And I'm kind of like putting on a show for him and whoever was there, and I'm tapping yeah. its tail and getting it to turn around. And I'm like, oh, look, this is he behaves this way when you do this. And I'm like, I don't ever get bit unless I want to. <laughs> and I tap it, and it gets the very tip of my finger. Let's go. And everybody's looking like it's going to be bad, and there's nothing there. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Really? There's a tooth stuck in it. Yeah. And I pulled the tooth out, and it was like a cartoon water fountain. It was just, it was just all really? over the place. Because yes. we're all sitting there, and he's just like, huh. And then he just did. The funny thing was <laughs> is that years later, I'm working at the zoo job at Joe's, and we had an emerald, and it put its tooth through my like the tip of my thumb. And then broke it off. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, I've seen this before. <laughs> like, and I, I know what's about to happen, right. but I have to, right? And I just pull the tooth out and the same thing. It just is all, I'm like, yep, there it is. <laughs> like, I, I figured this is how this was going to go. <laughs> like, it was just, but that wasn't even my favorite. My favorite is we were sitting there with the um, Malukins and we were all talking. With Andrew and, up in my room? Yes. And then I, yeah. turned, I turned this way. And I turn back and you're just you're bleeding from the chin. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? And I see the the scrub just like cocking back again. <laughs> right. And it just we were all standing far enough apart. This thing just launched itself, got him on the chin, and then just reloaded before I realized and Andrew realized what was happening. I didn't see it either. Yeah. <laughs> just all of a sudden Chris is bleeding. 
Again, that's like when we visited <laughs> Site B, right? Yeah, the white lips, and he's just holding them. Violent like, animals. Check yeah. out these white lips, and it's like the first white lips I ever saw in person. And the thing's just like, oh, like God. it's not hitting your head, but it's just striking. And I'm like, and I'm like, I think I like these snakes. I'm like, aren't they beautiful? And Eric's like, you guys are fucked up. <laughs> like it is, like uh, I don't know, not my couple. The hell team, is wrong sure. with you guys? Yeah. You're like, oh, if it's not feisty, I don't want I it. I don't I'm want like, it. What yeah. is wrong with you two? Who broke you? Yeah. <laughs> Was it I, I brought my boss the one time to oh, um, the Anaconda. Yeah, Chris was, Chris was selling stuff. And my boss is like, oh, I want this Anaconda. And this is this Anaconda. I handled it. Chris handled it. Like this thing was a puppy dog. It yeah. was fantastic. And I am I'm down there and I'm home. like, I'm like, this anaconda is awesome. It's really tame. It's really cool. I go to touch it. and It just like on my arm, wrapping me up. And I'm like, well, this isn't good. Like this is how, how this was is supposed to go. And we get it off. And of course, my boss is like, nope. Yeah, you, uh, thing, you blew that sale for me. Well, for that, that's what the first thing Chris says is like, you fucked that up for me. It's like, why <laughs> did you? <laughs> I, I touched it. Yeah. Well, all right, fine. Yeah. So Does that guy still exist. No, hell no. I didn't think so. Yeah, he got he got back in he he got rid of everything, got all that other stuff. He got back into it, went and bought some very very high dollar value animals, which if you're doing educational programs, you don't need a Bolin's python. No. A very large Burmese python will do. Like you don't so he did all that. Like just how like he had he went and got a Galapagos tortoise. You could get a Salcata. Like you don't need to do yeah. Right. So he he did all that and then got out of it again. So he was kind of back in it, back out of it. So gotcha. nope, he gone. Riddance. Yeah. Yep. So we've seen him come. We've seen him go. <laughs> yeah, but he did. He did my favorite thing where he sold the cages before he sold the animals. So like Wait, I walked what? in. Yeah, yeah. I walked in to get a rack and there was like a stack of sweater boxes full of Gila monsters on the ground, and I'm like, well. That, that can't be good. <laughs> like that can't be good for them. No. So, no. No, no, no. Speaking so, of cages, yeah, they're coming back again. Good. I need more because the wood ones I built, they're that's all right. good. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're doable. If anybody knows that's what I what I did before this, and it's why I moved out here. Mm-hmm. I wasn't supposed to work for Cold Blooded Cafe. I was supposed to work on their property on cages. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, one, one wrong thing after another happened, but we have a CNC machine on site. I'm just waiting on permits from the city to put up a new warehouse. Cool. Um, That'll be cool. good. Have... Intimidating because every corner I turn, there's a new goddamn cage vendor. Yeah. But, there uh, seems to be a lot popping up, but I like. It still feels to me like there's, there's still not. It feels like if you're getting scammed in this hobby, there's just as much opportunity to get scammed in caging as freaking animals at this point. I would agree, especially because I think I ordered. Um, I think I'm still waiting on an animal plastics order. Like, I don't know where, <laughs> but, um, I liked with yours cause we did the, you did my 15 court racks, the, 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 the single ones, the tall ones that help fit like little corners and little gaps that I had. And then you did two, four footers for me. And then you did my eight footers, which I like you put the, like the rib in the middle to prevent every bowing and i've had people definitely comment on how good they look how awesome they are and it's nice big thick glass and yeah my retic and olive and we had the shelf that goes throughout so 
I love them. I, I need you to get back into it so I can get rid of all these six footers and see. Kind kind of the end of me there was just a, a major logistical problem. So I, yeah. I had you. I mean, you remember in the beginning, I did everything by hand. Yeah, yeah. which was awesome, and I, I missed that because I have a construction background and I like my tools, but it wasn't effective long term. Yeah, um, and I made a partner that did some machine work. He does like audio boxes for a profession and he's yep. exceptional nice. woodworker very good at it um but i lived in ohio i was driving to his place in kentucky i was doing these freaking pennsylvania runs like there were there were too many flaws in that system for me to think that it was going to last forever and then coming here until we were set up i, I couldn't work with him anymore he's four and a half hours away yeah <laughs> oh, yeah there you go <laughs> Speaking of that, this was one of the last cages I did, and I'll show you the animals in them. They're awesome. They're not owned by me. They're Desiree and Steven Project. Okay. They're super cool. I want to see this. Yeah. And these are some adult Mangshans. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So we got... You got a... You got a... You got... Um, oh, shit. You have dividers in there. Yeah. So what this is, this is actually... It's hard to do with the laptop because you have to turn it the opposite way. Just just stick the whole laptop in the in the main cage. Why not? What, what's so the worst a, that could happen? It's a bank of four. Okay. So they're like roughly like five by. I want to say they're five by three by forty, but they're just shy of three, so they could fit through a doorway. Okay. Um, and there's the the mesh, just because this is a species that kind of thrives on good airflow. Okay. And then the mesh in the middle here are doors that lift up and out. And it becomes a, a breeding connector so that the pair ends up in a oh. cage. I like that. Yeah, so they I really like those a lot. And I like this all the glass space is something that I'd, I'd like to do for myself even when I get back. I always sell all the good shit and keep all the dumb things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I like that. Nice, man. And then I like, I mean, I know that it's already something that exists i think ap does it but i like to through the glass locks instead of the sliding locks i do i like that too yeah all right he you, said i'll take them when can you ship yeah, yeah, you send, yeah. <laughs> so, well, that's the other thing about it so i mentioned all the logistics and i'll even admit you know I, I had some some shortcomings in that in that process some of those trips man i i cut the wrong size glass i damaged people's panels and i took care of everybody but that kind of stuff just wore on me so much that i'm like yeah until I can do it the way I want to do it yeah, and in the service that I would expect from somebody, then it was, it was time to take the break. I have yeah. the PVC here. I have the machine here. So we're, we're really close. Um, and then one of the main reasons I came here to do this with, with Desiree and cold blooded cafe is um, the amount of freight that we already do here on the rodents yeah. caters to the ability to do that affordably with the cages. Yeah, because one thing that I always I always did, I always, you know, I always stack myself up against against animal plastics. Right. Um, and not even as competition. Obviously, they, they don't give a shit that I exist, the volume that, that they do. But they're they're very popular. People like it. They have the longest lead times. Um, everything has its, you know, has its cons. I'm sure you could tell me some things you don't like about your animal plastics. But I look at it for sizing. I look at it for pricing and I can normally compete with the pricing, but I could have never shipped a cage. They get they get some kind of deal there where it just 
They have to. to gotcha. But from yeah. here, from here, I can. We have a we have a, a paper and box company that we use. You know, we we ship you know several thousand boxes a year. Um, we have a, a good relationship with ground. We have a good relationship with freight. So all of that's going to be feasible. Um, that's awesome. I'll let local pickups happen. I'll meet some friends, but I'm done with those stupid road trips. Everything's going to get <laughs> going to yeah. get rated. I, I figure what I'll do is I'll start ordering cages, and I'll be like, and the delivery time will be around Carpet Fest because the rules are no animals. But if I need you to drop off like a pallet of cages, cages are good. Yeah, it's, yes. I think you'd be all right. Yeah, brand new cages too. Yeah, good. I can get yeah. you to finally work on, uh, you know, if that if you start to do it, I, I, you can probably do a much better job on the diamond python cage that I envision over on this wall <laughs> than I, I can. Like, I, I, the second zero has crossed Huge. this mortal plane. I'm measuring for my diamond cage. Yeah. So, like, you know, I, mean, I, like, I don't know that this that this works out or that there's a tie to it, but it's just a neat thing that I came across from. The mm. guy I mentioned that, that works for me that does the glass blowing also. Yeah. Um, he does really, really good backgrounds. Oh. Because um, a lot of that sculpting and stuff is like a skill that he already has. Oh. Yeah. He is just, he's dying for it to come up. He's like, I, I want to put the backgrounds in your cages. I want to sell them. I want to do this. And he's super hype. And I'm like, not even there yet. So I'm like, leave me the hell alone. Shut up. But, <laughs> oh, like, and backgrounds. Awesome, on, because there, there's that- not much of that really commercially available and there's no. a lot of do it yourself out there and it's not that hard but it's a big enough project that i've never even tried i just don't yeah. have it I, in me so we have uh there's a guy in australia his name is uh cam cam candy on instagram and facebook or whatever but that's kind of what he does where he does like uh he'll take people's cages and then he sort of takes he, it's it, to your point it's an it's an art right but he builds like these beautiful you know, backdrops and like these hides that are naturalistic and everything. And it just looks fucking amazing. And it's sort of like the his one picture, he had this, he had this diamond Python cage and it was basically like a tree that came up the middle of it, of the cage. Right. Yeah. And when you saw just the diamond Python, just hanging there, like a chondro That's waiting cool. for something to yeah. come through off this big fucking tree in the middle of the cage. I'm like, Dude, this what am I doing in these racks and all this bullshit that I can't ever see the snake? I got to get rid of some of this shit, and this is what I got to do. So that's sort of like. Uh, so I, I don't know what the disconnect is, but I can build anything. I could knock this whole property down and, and rebuild it again. If it's construction, I can do it. Right. If it's design and creativity, I lose every fucking brain cell that I have. <laughs> if they're like, look, here's your materials. I need you to build a rock on that wall. I'm gonna be like, "What's what's a rock?" Yeah, <laughs> 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 let me put a rock and throw it at the wall. All right, yeah. <laughs> your wall. But yeah, just, and everybody, they're like, "No, it's just so random." Like you just put some lines here, it's in there, and I'm like, "It is. Why? It's an like, art, man. A really yeah. straight <laughs> one, or like a squiggle." You like you want me to, <laughs> to like do some swirls <laughs> here? I get yeah. It doesn't See, the me, man. I, I don't know why. <laughs> I got the creative thing, but I don't have the the other part of it, I guess. Like, it's too creative, and I can't get started. And I'm like, oh, how am I going to do this? And then I see Owen builds a cage, and I'm like, well, this, well if, if Owen this can build moron, a cage, I can build a cage. This you know, moron like put a, a wood box together. Yeah. Listen, we were the all shocked is that easy, that but out, Like, okay? having it be aesthetic and like functional and like you know chris is look at he's showing separations and all this shit and it's i'm all clean jealous looking of those, i'm jealous of those pass-through things 
because I'm like, I have I have that tube, the PVC bridge thing, and I'm like, oh damn, there's this bigger, and it's like you can just slide it right out. Like I like that. I still actually like the PVC thing though. I've seen that a lot. The, the, the tube is so like 2012. It. Shut your <laughs> but, to, <laughs> but to to that extent though, isn't there um you know, maybe something to be said about the animal kind of having to seek out its passage into the cage. I like it. Um, the white lips kind of opening the wall, like, and then it's just gone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that uh, you know we're not, we're also talking about white lips and and olives and Kribo and stuff like that. So it's not like the, a three inch tube is like more than enough. Like even after meals, I'll open up the white lip thing and the female have a giant rat in her and she'll be over there the next morning when I come down. <laughs> right. So it doesn't hinder yeah. anybody, but yeah, I like it. Wow. Well, that's cool. So, so out of curiosity, yeah. even though we're a little too far out to really use this information, but mm. it, I've been not really very aware of, of the caging market. I just know that I want to get back into it. And I know the mm. research I'm going to have to do when I decide to, but what is kind of the need that's out there now? Is it still like at one point when I was going to start, it was lead time. My intention, I can build some real fancy stuff, but my intention was to build some basic boxes because people were waiting seven months for them. I, I think, just wanted to belt out three, four, six footers for months and just ship them because people yeah. need them. But now that there's so many cage vendors, is that really not what it is? And we're missing unique sizes or, or features or what? what's the problem still? I think it's Quality. the sizes quality i think that uh you know people are working with i see a lot of people that are wanting larger sizes than the four by two type of scenario Mm -hmm. um obviously that plays into you know i think that the reason why they they have so you probably can tell me this but like the reason you have certain sizes is that so you don't have too much waste when you're cutting stuff right Mm -hmm. um yeah how do you get around that i think like having maybe something that's sort of like to your point you're talking about doing backgrounds and stuff like that if you could somehow um you know come together with a you know okay you're going to keep a diamond python this is the recommendation from you know whatever uh, what it, this is the size blah 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 here's the background and like you know the guy Luke in Australia that does the podcast he does, he did a thing where he took pictures of uh I have to send it to you so you can check it out so you can get an idea of what I'm talking about because he took pictures of uh, different environments of like he was – what is the monitor that's by uh, – the one that goes in the tree, it hides under the bark. It's a, it's a mini monitor. It's right by Uluru like in that area, like central Australia. Oh, fuck. Chris, I can't no. believe – I was gonna say I feel like I should know, and I'm gonna feel stupid when you it's tell me it's not a trip. It's not a no. Tri- it's not Tristus. No. Oh, why can't uh, I think of the name? God damn it! Come on, Rob, help me out. He's yelling somewhere, but we can't <laughs> hear him because he's not on the call. Not Stone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Stone's gonna yell at me. I mean, he's yelling fact. now. Hi, Rob. Uh, We're sorry. Oh, um, so. I can't. Gil and I. Okay. Gil and I. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Right? Aren't they the ones that are the, the mm-hmm. hang, hanging the tree? Oh, yeah. I'm, I don't okay. know. It's got hands. I can't do with it. Yeah. Gil and I. Yeah. See, Dennis told me. <laughs> Gil and I. Okay. I got it. Uh, anyway, he took pictures of it and he, he did like these, um, they're they're kind of like a metal background type of thing where he, he, he 3D printed the picture onto it. Looks fucking fantastic. And I don't know, like, I, I know to get them from Australia was pretty pricey, but 
I don't know if that's something you could do. That would be pretty cool. I know that cage. I've got a staff here that 3D prints too. Oh my god! This I need purchase. Leap. <laughs> Leap. Leap is the cage company. They do like those smaller cages where they're sort of like made out of that uh, some type of like real light. Um, like the, I want to like say the- like corrugated cardboard but something you know you know like if you get like an outside shed it's a plastic thing thing, yeah plastic that has sort of the so it's it's kind of funny that you say that because i'm outdoing myself by saying it since i have a brand new cnc machine meant to cut pvc but i never thought this was the end of the road for caging like no we're still yeah building square boxes that have to be put together with screws. PVC is lightweight, but it's not light, light. Yeah. You're not right. picking up your eight foot cage yourself. Not the way you could pick up a vision. No, it's, no. It, the um, funny they're resilient, is- but you've probably dropped one and chipped the corner before. Yep. Or dragged it over a screw and scratched the hell out of it. Uh, like, knocked over a rack into one and punched the whole side. Yeah. Yeah. So like this, yeah. this still isn't the end of it. And I don't know what the answer is. I'm that's not, it's something I want to research, but I don't know enough about if it's, if it's more, you know, like I love the concept of vision cages. I don't particularly care for some things about them and it's why I don't use them. And the pricing has gone out, out of this world, but yeah, I've always liked that They're light. You could bounce them off the damn concrete and they have rounded inside corners. Who right, wants yeah. to never scrape a corner out of a square cage again? <laughs> yeah, I don't like that lip. I don't like the way they bow. I don't like that. You know what the most fun is? You don't when you have, have a green uh, mamba substrate that... base stuff like that. But I feel like there's still there's still something more. Like they were on to something and no one took it further. Yes, it was it was a vision cage that had the green mamba in it that was up on that lip constantly. The one that like flew upside down over my head that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to before we wrap it up real quick. I want to just show a picture of Luke's cages, but go ahead. I I mean, I feel like caging is like definitely lead time price, but then people are getting more into the whole pet thing. That's what I aspect of it. So if I have my pet, I want it's almost like it's almost like tanks. Like you have the generic starter tanks, your twenties, your something like 45s. But then you get into stuff like this where it's like, oh, I want to cool. display right? my animal. Look at that. Right. Look at that, man. That is. So what he did, these are pictures of, he went to their environments, took these pictures. And had printed on. And these then things. had them printed on these like metal <laughs> panels and pushed into the back of the cage. Yeah. So imagine if you could get like stock photos of, of certain like, dude, I have tons of pictures of Australia. We've been there. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> but just like just thinking about like doing something like that where you're not really dealing with like, the, you know, the, the the universal rock type of situation. But mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't know that to me, I, I was blown away when I saw that. I was like, oh, yeah, man, that's. That's where it's at. I, I, I think that's a push where it's like people will pay more for having a custom built saltwater tank set to their specifications that they really want. So I do think there's definitely that push. Like, yo, that- I try to get Hesham to move out here like once a year. <laughs> <laughs> Keep trying. I like, well, I love watching him build his tanks. And I, every time I'm like, damn, that's cool. Like, cause, dude, the, the one. The, my, people's favorite cage in my house is the rhinos. 
it's giant. It's a display. It's got plants in it. It's got lovely rhinos in it. Like that's that, so cool because doesn't it looks that like, look like it's the wild? Right. I love that's that. awesome. one of those cages. And that's yeah. the monitor, Gil and I. That's the lizard. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I don't know, man. If you want to recreate the, you know, that kind of thing, that's yeah, do that. <laughs> so that's that's awesome. where my head's kind of at. Yeah. You know? But Eric's like, that's what I want with but with diamond pythons. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. carpet pythons, carpet, coastal carpets and yeah. jungle carpets and Cape York carpets. This is but, so random, but I meant to say it back when we were on the scrub pythons. <laughs> who who produced the tannin bars this year? Eric Hernandez. Yeah. There we go. I just yeah. wanted to shout that guy out. I don't think anybody's done it other than my two clutches since maybe like back when Ryan or Dave Prada did it. I slugged. Remember, I, I had her for a season. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> I think Mutton did it. Ryan did it. You did it twice. That was a long time ago for those guys. And then it yeah. was me. And then it was no one again. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Time. I'm happy to see that again. I, yeah. I, I still have that big girl, but that's that's it. I actually lost a lot of those. Something happened with that male, like later in life, where he got so like some kind of neurotype issue, mm. and I thought maybe I did something. Maybe I overheated him. Maybe. Something happened because he had this like head wobble, almost like a spider ball or something like that. It's, this is a Morelia show. Jag will work, you know. Jag, yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you. Uh, <laughs> but dude, it, it translated to like eighty percent of the babies. R- shit, out of, out of both clutches. What the hell? I remember so when we the, had the, the. What was the the rarest one of that group? Was the normal colored patterned male, right? And that was him. Yeah, ah, oh, I liked him. Yeah, me too. Just because he was weird, because everything else was either patternless or exempted. Uh, the babies that did make it, they're out with some friends of mine, and cool. I encourage them to try to pair them, but I would like to, at yeah. least if, if they do that, see how, you know, raise those babies for a little bit and make sure that's not something that carries. They didn't show any any signs, but that male didn't. You had him for a long time, too. I had, I had, I had the no male issues. and the female. Yeah, no problem. Phil Wolf. Welcome. Phil Wolf Phil shows Wolf. up he, now. Phil like, Wolf. I'm going to be herping with him in a couple months. I don't want to hear. No, you down no. in the Everglades. You shut, shut up. Shut up. Another herp trip I'm missing. Another herp trip. <laughs> God damn it. I haven't been on one of them, so I feel your pain. Oh, I mean, hell, Desiree's out in smoking. Arizona. Like, you know, it's. She seems to go more. Yeah, what the hell? Than dude? Us. I don't even want to hear it because she's going to Peru next month too. Oh, damn it! Hey, yeah, this is a weird. Job that's how I got there. this job. <laughs> Someone has to be here. Like, right. I get it. Yeah, if she's not going to go travel, she don't need me. <laughs> uh, but we're going to try to do some herping. Around Carpet Fest, right? Right? He says oh, enthusiastically yeah. and hopefully. Yes. Rob and Justin are definitely. Uh, I can't remember long, if that's long. always a fake promise and we never go. Or We're I'm very hungover go, the next so day. Like, it's... So you're too drunk to go. <laughs> <laughs> so well, you and your crew usually um, don't have the. Uh, the, wow. the you're not ready for the uh how many how many years ago what carpet fest was it but it was at eric's house and i had driven i'd gotten up early because i crashed at eric's house the night before got up early 
drove to Hamburg because somebody was supposed to meet me there to buy a snake. They didn't buy it. So I was up early. I got rats and all this stuff. We drove back to Eric's house. I know where we did we're going carpet fest. You do. Um, and I'm like, I'm dead tired. So I end up going to bed, I think around midnight. And I'm woken up at like, <laughs> it must have been like one, two in the morning to Chris standing in Eric's living room, screaming, Owen, where are you? Like at the top <laughs> of his lungs, like just screaming it <laughs> and i like i'm i'm laying in bed and i'm like nope i'm not going out there <laughs> like i'm not doing it oh uh, i remember that yeah and, yeah, and, I and people that. i can hear other people going like he yeah. left dude he's gone and no he didn't it's <laughs> <laughs> flipping shit and i'm like, like nope <laughs> look it under the couch Thor's like what's so, the guy doing <laughs> the best part best part is like Two hours later, because I'm sharing a room with Nick, Nick opens the door and he's like, Here the fuck he is. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I hear Nick going, I found him. Like, it was just like, <laughs> Shut up, dude. Good like, time. You know? Good time. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I'm excited to get uh, Justin out here on the on the East Coast. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Yeah. So we all have to, everybody bring your complete carpet pythons. Yeah. If you want them signed, that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> because you'll have both authors here. Oh, he's coming. A, maybe even the third author, Warren Booth, might. Uh, yeah, sweet. So that's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. If you have, if you have not made plans, please come out. Uh, if you have any questions, reach out to myself, Eric, a um, couple other people that Don't I might direct you to. to. Don't reach out to Eric. Never mind. No reach one talk to Eric. Eric. No one <laughs> talk to Eric. Coming. I got to get this place ready. I I still got crunch time, man. Who's not coming? Fortunately for you, but unfortunately for me. Mm. No Dan. No Dan? Uh, no Dan. There's a couple people. Like, Michael Arnold's not going to be able to make it. Like, he can't no. ride around on his back around the pool anymore. Rory, no, like sorry. <laughs> I can't make Don't. him throw up on Eric's carpet. Mm, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> that I still don't have carpet. I didn't... So, I was going to redo the floor. As just Owen has been here a few times, and me and Dory debated on whether or not we should wait until after Carpet Fest. I'm I like, mean, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, probably the move. Yeah, let's leave the floor just like you know, dingy and like how it looks. Yeah, <laughs> just, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. God. I got to paint the front door though before. What? So. Why? Because I have to. It's part why? of it. It was part of my plan anyway. Now, now because you do it now. Now, now I know why he stresses stress. so much. These goddamn particulars. Exactly. Like it now, is, right? now, like, like, is there like a chip in the sidewalk you have to like, fix too? I'm gonna walk up to his house and be like, "Hmm, odd color choice." Like I'm going to. <laughs> I like you know it's going to be like I wouldn't have painted it that color or something. The like height that, that your grass was cut to was not <laughs> yeah. perfectly even. And then yeah. I'm going to talk about how the flow in the pool and that you know that it, the oxygenator maybe might not work properly. Like I'm going you know to that I'll be. Oh, yeah. we'll just poke the bear all night. And then all I'll just day. tell him Bigfoot's in the backyard or something. <laughs> be like, fuck you, man. <laughs> you know, you know. It, yeah. You know. Wait. You know it's bad when my sister. Who's yep. met you like what, maybe ten times, right? Something She's like, that, like 
um, Eric, uh, do you think this would be funny if we all wear these Bigfoot shirts? And I'm like, don't uh, do that to poor Owen. Don't do that. He's, he has enough. <laughs> he gets he enough, enough in his poor life. You know, but, like he doesn't need. He doesn't need my family troll. Some of my too. closest <laughs> friends just love nothing more than just to, just to plunge the knife in. Yeah. So <laughs> over great distances, like yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good times. I'll, I'll tell right. you what, though, well, I, I answered one post in the in the carpet fest group but i even got some messages from people that knew i was from here but didn't haven't been to a carpet fest and there's kind of especially when i hear some of these out these outlandish stories and and the funny drunk ones and they're funny and i love telling them and that draws a lot of people but it doesn't draw everybody right so some of the stuff that i've seen is people that you know just just live a little bit different life they don't drink or they're quiet or they're or they're shy or they don't have a lot of friends in the hobby and there's not a much better place for it still. No. Because even the first one, dude, before I before I made these friends and you took me to Howard's, I remember at the end, I was like, are you fucking ready to go yet? <laughs> like, I didn't talk to anybody the whole night. I ate some crabs. I don't even know who the fuck Howard is. Right. right? And I'm like, I, I guess this was okay. But then yeah. because there, there weren't that many people and I wasn't in, in the group yet, really. Like, I barely even knew Eric. Right, right, right. Um. And you know, by that next one, I still wasn't a crazy drunk yet. Right. But that's when I got my got my feet wet when there were just there was more people. So there there we're at this point where there's just so many different personalities. Like yeah. if you don't like my loud obnoxious ass and you there's don't a like because he looks funny, like yeah. there's gonna be somebody in your corner still. It's like it's great because I don't it, even really drink. I no, don't really but, drink. Like, no, I'm you're not just, a drinker. You're just you stressed that, and Alan. pacing the whole time. Well, no, yeah. normally he's in his snake room sweating yeah. to death sweating because to he death. won't ever get out of it. So now he's suffering from dehydration. There's no snake tours, <laughs> so he's going to be out. But that's the thing is, is that, I, I mean, you you bounce around. You you talk to yeah. these people. You talk to these people. You make a connection here. You put a face to a name here. And it just slowly knits it together. And to be at that point where we are with all these people it's just it's because it's grown yeah throughout numerous carpet fests to where you have these people's numbers and you have you know um people that you consider family and stuff like that so it really does kind of i don't i don't do this stuff like i still i i've skipped monitor fest twice now and brian waterloo is going to kick my ass yes he is now you produce croc monitors and you're not fucking coming to monitor fest like I made up that I had some shit to do, but it's really because it was too many people for me. So I didn't want to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But to me, this was just my comfort zone, man. It's just very nostalgic and it's, it's, yeah. it's worth checking out. Yeah. So I, I would encourage people to come. We have they, the rules posted. They said, uh, is there an old person table? And I said, yes. Yeah. My dad and Jim will be heading it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to throw something at my father's head when I see him at the show. Cause He's growing a mustache and he won't shut up about it. And it is like you would ever have grown in high school at this point. It's just this gray little mustache, like peach fuzz. And he won't shut up about it. So, <laughs> yep. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Phil's got to come up. He went to the Southeast Carpet Fest, which is great. Lame. I mean, yes. Great. It's not the, what the happened Northeast, where we had to shave your beard off that time? Uh, U.S. Dad, Arc auction or something. It was a U.S. Arc auction, and Dad paid five hundred dollars or something like that to it. Yeah. <laughs> that will not be happening again. I don't ever want to see my chin. You kidding me? No, never. <laughs> yeah, you. It was like 
Yeah, well, we're good. Well, Phil, we're probably NPR is going to be coming down the Daytona next year. I think. Yep. Me and yep. Owen were uh, talking about it. So uh, sell expensive. Animals. It won't be close to Daytona. It'll probably be somewhere f- further back. Yep. Yeah. So. so, I guess we'll. Uh, oh, what's up? It's uh, it's uh, Graham. 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 What? Oh, goodness. <laughs> is that yes to us coming to Daytona or yes to you coming up to Carpet Fest? Or maybe it's yes oh, to both. Maybe like, that's why there's both. two. Why am I stupid like and I only see like one every 10 questions? Because we have the we have access to the comments. and everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think they're switching that at some point where the guest. I never understood why the guest. Why the guest can't see, see shit? The yeah, I don't understand. I mean, that it's so that sense. we can dictate what they see. So they what they see and the, what they don't. Yeah. We could create their. Oh no, I see them. I was stupid. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. There's a comment <laughs> section and a private chat section. So there's a private chat we could talk to each other, maybe. Yes. 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 But then the comments, I see all this other stuff, and I haven't yeah. seen this the whole time. So if I've ignored you, it might be because I don't like you, but it could be because I just didn't see it. <laughs> NPR and, and Daytona is it? Sarah, there we go. Oh, and we I went to, to a Daytona. I walked yeah, around. But me and you didn't go to a Daytona at a table where we you're talked about this. We have to. T-shirts. We can't both go to the. It's like the vice president and the president must travel because yeah, if but, something happens, then NPR dude, is we dead. Can squeeze in some herpin. Come on, uh, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna we'll share a table next year. I'm I need we'll to. Right. I'm gonna need to. I got a, I got roughies. I got white lips. I got, <laughs> I got. I, I don't even want to sell nothing. I just, just want to go and I want to sell people shit. and get my damn beach time in because I don't take vacation anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's I guess what we have everybody for tonight. Um, yeah. We're I'm running out everybody. of oxygen. Yeah, Eric. Eric's <laughs> I keep dying, dodging so. in and out because I'm like sneezing, and, and then we need a scrub fest. No, most no. of the scrub people come really to come, the carpet fest. No, no, no. We hostily took over scrub pythons. It's ours now. I was yeah. going to say either. we kind of we kind of are the scrub fest, yeah. and I just need to shut up and accept that you're keeping the original name. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Back in the day, Morelia Python Radio was geared around the whole bunch of what Morelia used to and be. Then they and they took a bunch of shit out. Yeah, at least the cool <laughs> ones stayed. The coolest of the group stayed in Morelia, so you know yeah. there's that. But uh... but I guess if you want to talk scrub, you have to do it while I'm still sober because Jade loves to tell this story of how I ran around trying to grab everybody because we were going to have scrub talk, and then when they finally all showed up, I didn't know what they were talking about. <laughs> That's how drunk he gets, fellas. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yep. All right. Um, so uh, we'll get everybody the code for uh, Cold-Blooded Cafe so that they can use that to get a discount on their checkout. Um, we'll yep, also get the finer details. disorganized, as everything else is, but I'm going to give away some free stuff at, at Carpet Fest, too, some, some gift certificates or something. Cool. Um, cool. Warminster, Pennsylvania. If you have any questions, reach out to me, not Eric. Leave Eric alone. Yes, um, I got things to do. <laughs> if you are looking for hotels, look for in the Willow Grove area that's right off of the Turnpike, right next to uh, Warminster. Uh, yep. If you have any other questions, please reach out. Uh, go to the Facebook page uh, for Northeast Carp Fest. It has a lot of the details already on there, and it might be able to answer some of your questions. Also, there are people who are posting up if people need rides or people need places to stay or people are trying to figure out what to do before Carp Fest. There's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. Right. Uh, it is next Saturday, 12 to 12. Any other questions, just 
we'll answer it out for you. Do not bring any animals. God damn it. I was just about to ask you if we could bring snakes. And here we go. (laughs) The answer is a big, fat fucking no. No. (laughs) (laughs) Not a single one. You won't be allowed to. bird, reptile, fish. If it isn't going on the grill, I don't (laughs) want it in there. All right? (laughs) So I guess that's it, Chris. If you got anything else you want to throw out there, throw it out, and then we'll, uh, we'll get out of here for tonight. No, I mean, I'm, I'm all good. I'm excited to see you guys again. It's been yeah. a long time. Don't yeah. miss it. Yeah, it's, it's been it quite a while. Like it's, it seems like it's been freaking forever. So, yeah. Robert, you're allowed to bring two. That's One of it. them is going on the grill. I just said it. <laughs> what did I just say? No, how dare no, you? No, no, no. I'll pick which one goes. That's going to be in my big brettles cage that's in the outside of this room when Chris builds that. Well, yeah. Like we have to that's going eventually. Um, all right. Well, again, real quick, we, though, I want to make sure before we head out, just make sure you hit out. We have the referral code for cold blooded caffeine yep. in the show notes as well. So, right. If you so want to get hit that. Coffee. Also, the link for the Northeast Numeralia Pipe, the Carpet Fest, uh, shirt. Northeast, the shirt. Who, um, who are these guys anyway? Who is the cold blooded caffeine? They do coffee. No, but like they're in the hobby. Like I know their names. Uh, they kind of are. I mean, they keep keep a little bit, but then they also breed a little bit, but. Um, yeah, they're more of like reptile enthusiasts, but they do yeah. they do keep Trey uh, Hall. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, I didn't realize that. No, he, they're, they're, the, he, the other guy. Oh, why is his name? Forget. I'm forgetting his name because we talk to Trey so much, and usually yeah. that's who I'm talking to. Um, I'm going. I'm going to go try it now. Yeah. We've got to have each other's backs. If you guys want to buy rats, you got to buy some damn coffee too. It, dude. It's 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 good, good coffee. He, he does a um. I've tried all a of them. Papua New Guinea blend for us. Yeah. Like it's Delicious. it's good. <laughs> If you like coffee, it's good hot, it's yeah. good cold, it's just good. It's good. It's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's all we have for everybody tonight. Uh, we're sorry that everything kind of got a little bit kind of odd when uh, with scheduling. So we'll be back to the regularly scheduled programming. Um, yeah. Eric may be on a ventilator, but <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, okay. you know. should be heading up the old person table talking about yeah. oxygen. I mean, I, I'm going to get him an oxygen like tank. On the, now. Like, yeah. <laughs> Wheel it around a little tank in a tube. Yeah, it'll be fine. <sighs> yeah. That's, that, I can hear him coming now. It's going to be good. So, yeah. yeah. It's good. All right. Well, okay. thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll catch everybody back here next week. for some Oh, yeah. Lucas is playing Philadelphia tonight. We couldn't do it. Uh, oh. I couldn't go. I totally forgot about it until as we're Shit. doing carpets and coffee. I was like, Ah, shit. But Lucas will be back soon. He's on tour right now. But yeah. Anyway. Okay. All right. Lucas, good luck at the show, brother. We're sorry. Yeah, yeah. we will. Yeah. I'm I mean, so disappointed at that. I am. We what suck. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, we do. Yeah. But I was dying, dude. What can you do? Yeah, I have, but you that's the problem is that you were dying and what's my excuse? Yeah, yeah. shit. Well, he's dying. <laughs> he's my right. I can't go. <laughs> Fair enough. All I right. knew somebody what? was going to say that. What? Chris, I made sound like post shit. earlier about I forget I'm gonna hate my voice or something or some post I was like don't don't talk shit about how I sound on the radio show <laughs> the very last freaking comment of the day Chris you sound like shit I mean first off <laughs> we've lived through how many seasons of NPR where I was like blowing people's eardrums out it's fine we're fine yes. it's better we're Shut much up. better now <laughs> all right that's it we're ending now goodbye everybody see you thank you guys. <laughs>